I'm Kia. And this is Spoiler Alert, the podcast for bookies. Our goal is to give you all the dirty details on your favorite or soon-to-be favorite books. So strap in or up and join us for Spoiler Alert. Welcome to another episode of Spoiler Alert. Where we read the books and tell you all about them. I'm Elle. And I'm Kia. And I know she just caught this song reference and that's why she trying not to laugh. But go let it out, friend. Let it out. <laughs> if you don't know what song I just <laughs> this podcast is not for you. <laughs> you ain't old enough and you ain't listened to enough ludicrous records. Because I sure don't listen to that one enough. Mm-hmm. All right. It's another du- beautiful day in the spoiler alert neighborhood. Look your face on. What? You're not gonna do me. L love. <laughs> uh, you better believe it. L loves books. Hmm. <laughs> As you can tell, we're we're already up for the shenanigans. We um, need them for today, though. Friend. Yeah, because today's Ooh, book. Lord. Robbie Renee. Girl. You came out. The book swinging, but friend, before we start talking about this book, let's do this uh, check in. <laughs> let's get the people prepped. Ooh. How you doing, friend? I'm not tired today. Look at you. And I've been up since five o'clock this freaking morning. I know, girl. I know. And you know me. If I can sleep in late, I will. Mm. But I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm behind on a lot of things, but you know, I'm not going to stress myself out. Mm. And that's the point of why I'm probably behind on everything. I'm not going to stress myself out. Yes, we try to be stress-free in 23. Like, I have, uh, you know what's funny is, I was in my office this morning, and I was trying to organize some of my paperwork, and I saw, I had a list of all the things that I needed to do at the top of the year. I needed to do my quarter outline, I needed to do my yearly outline, and I needed to make sure I had this, that, and third, blah, 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 blah. And I think I sent you and Venus Tegan the screenshot of my my whiteboard for um, my outline for the year. And then I was like, did I do one for the quarter yet? So I went, because I got the momentum shift by CCJ. I got the, the digital one. And I went on there. I was like, oh, yeah, I did do that one. Okay, I can mark that off. And I was like, okay, I need to do this. I still need to do this. And I'm like, I still got a lot of stuff I need to do. And I was doing the the blog, blogginary, blog, I don't know how to pronounce it, thing for January. And I'm so, so behind. So, so I need to get caught up, you know. Other than that, I still ain't wrote a goddamn thing. Oh, Fred. But my the plots have been going in my head. So when I do get the chance to physically write. Plots on my hand. I don't know if I'm going to write with my hands or if I'm going to do it on the computer. Since I can't type now. Really? I, I mean, I can't type. Plans. But because I've been like at work, I thought I was going to be able to. Get some work done and nah, boo. Mm-mm. And then we got a one employee, her last day was Friday. And my aunt was like, Yeah, they probably gonna try to have you doing all of the work that she wasn't doing while she was gonna devil it a lie. <clears throat> if they not give me more money, I can't do it. Sorry. No, 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 no. But you know, other than that, <laughs> we're gonna keep on rolling. So, how are you? Oh my gosh. This, first of all, my mom just turned 60, so we're we're happy for that. And I had an epiphany this morning. That woman 
is closing in on retirement. Well, look at God. And we just celebrated her at the at the time of this recording. Her party was yesterday, so um, and we had a great time. we had a great time. And it was also the first time the LLC did its thing, and it was very good. We got a lot of good reviews. I'm very happy. There's like little things we need to fix um, for the next event, but I'm I'm excited. Well, you know, uh, you gotta learn. Um, yeah, you live, you learn, and you. She's the one. What's the what does Huggy say? No, what is love? You live, you learn, you, then you get loves. So you know that's kind of where it's at. Um, I'm excited though. Um, it really felt. I'll be honest with you. It felt really good to operate in the LLC arena and like really do what I desire to do. And so I'm looking forward to doing more things, more events, and. All of the things that make the LLC the LLC. <clears throat> so if you see me in the streets doing my LLC thing, then you see me in the streets doing my LLC thing. They would have to know that. <laughs> <laughs> once again, we're aging. You heard that song in a minute. I know. <laughs> once again, we're aging ourselves a little bit. Talking about holler at a player when you see him in the street. But I'm excited. I'm looking forward to things. Like I really felt the 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 you know, the warm feeling people be talking about. Mm-hmm. That, that was me last night. So um, it was good to be there celebrating. And even though, you know, some stuff kind of behind the scenes was whack, it was all good. And it was but, all But the birthday girl was, hey, baby, was all together. Let me tell you something. Sis showed out and I ain't mad. Red Hill hair was supposed to have a costume change and just decided at the last minute not to do it. Uh-huh. So, so diva. <laughs> I mean, well, that was the theme of the party, design of a diva. So, you know. And it, and it worked. It worked. And we had a ball. And <laughs> y'all. So, y'all, we played one game called Number Ones last night. <laughs> Where we looked at the number one songs from certain years of my mom's life. Y'all, they was big mad with me. Them songs, though, you should have just stuck to a genre. Well, I just did. I didn't know the list was, I think the list was pulling from top 40 and I didn't, I wasn't sure when they actually started creating the R&B charts, the pop charts, like when they started getting super specific like that. So I just went with that one list. <laughs> yeah. But a lot. I, didn't even, I didn't even play. I'm I'm be honest with you. I didn't even play. I just sat there and listened while everybody else was like, wait, what? But I, it was a few of them. I was like, I know they know this Carly Simon. They just need to hear enough of it. But it was it was quite fun. So without further ado, let's get into this episode's book, Kendrick Vander's mm-hmm. Story. Mm-hmm. Now, I will do a little. We usually don't do this, but I'm going to give a little caution on this episode. If you trigger warning here are not OK. There's a little what how much stuff is there in this one? We got a little bit of essay. You, you ha- yeah. You got sexual abuse. You got assault. Yeah. Murder. Murder. Is it fair to say kidnapping? Yeah. Yeah, you got you got a lot in this Or if you want to say a hostage takeover. Yeah, hostage situation, I will say that. All of it. Oh yeah, and that's in the prologue just about. Well, nobody got murdered in the the prologue, but okay. But if if those words that we just expressed trigger you, you might want to skip over the episode. But those are huge things to this book. When I tell you this episode is heavy, 
heavy, heavy. This book is heavy, baby. But it's all good because we, um, I really enjoyed this book. So let's get into the synopsis for Hendrick Xander's story. Hendrick Xander's story by Robbie Renee. Kindred spirits are said to be individuals with the same beliefs, attitudes, and feelings. Similar souls who mutually experience an instant heart connection of love, peace, and understanding. But when that connection is threatened, can kindred souls fall deeply, dangerously in love? Xander, warrior, protector, defender of the people. But the awkward, gangly teenager Xander Kindred contradicts the valor and strength of the Greek name. He covets a simple life away from the hustle and madness of the inner city streets. The oldest of the Kindred boys, Xander denies his family's murderous legacy until an innocent walk home from school quickly transforms Xander from a boy to a man, forcing Xander to protect his family and territory at all costs, even if it means sacrificing his kindred soulmate. The love of his life. Now, before we go any further, Rob, Robbie, Jean Nate, Sabrina LaShawn, Renee. Father God, in the name of Jesus. That's where you're going, girl. Heavy. <laughs> this one was. This book was like you came out in the prologue and said, "I will whoop you to sleep." In the prologue, first of all. One of the things I love about Robbie Renee, and if y'all aren't familiar with Robbie Renee, she is also the author of Pretty Shattered Soul and Pretty, Pretty Shattered, Shattered Heart. Heart. Pretty mm-hmm. Shattered Mind is is TBA, I think. Yeah, it's still it's still TBA. But um, she has another one coming out soon. Foreplay. Foreplay is also she also came out with a somebody's wife. Oh yeah, and a beautiful, and a beautiful mind. A beautiful surprise. Surprise, surprise. Girl. girl. Sorry, I'm crossing movies and and book titles because some of these books deserve to be booked. And she, her her first book was that French Kiss. Oh yeah, I love the French and then, Kisses. And then the French Kiss and the French, French Kiss, Kiss New Year. New Year. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so um, I've been re- I've read. I think this is like this was the fifth. Because I've read both the French Kisses, both the Pretty Shattereds, and then Xander. So I'm a little bit behind in her catalog. But um, I've read, I want to say, this is my fourth book. This, yeah, so this is number five for me. And of the books, this is probably one of the heavier ones. I would dare to say that this is probably heavier than pretty, the Pretty Shattereds. Yeah. Because the especially the second Pretty Shattered, there were humorous moments. Well, I would say that this one is heavier because... Both the male and, and female, female character lead. went through something instead yeah. of just one. Yes. But I think, too, I, I just think this one is a little heavier be- for that reason, but also because there's not a lot of humor in this book. In The Pretty Shattered, there's still moments of like yeah, cause comedic co- relief. Because my cousin was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Prima! <laughs> but even as heavy as this book is, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What I like, a good story that has follow through. If you can drag me emotionally, you have done your job. This was not a crying book. This was not that. I did not cry. I didn't even. I didn't even almost cry. You know me. Yeah. I'm a water bucket. I didn't. I didn't cry. But 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 vengeance was in my mind. <laughs> but to, the the journey you go on with the two of them is a journey that I enjoyed. 
because I told you, you um, for those of y'all, y'all know I'm a book assassin. So I had already covered this book once. And I told you, I was like, I think I remember because I was doing a reread for the show. And I was like, once I get into it, I'll probably pull back on it. And instantly after I read the prologue, I was like, oh. And they brought all the emotions right back to the surface that I felt the first time. So I am just in. I, I love this book, even though it's not funny or lighthearted. And for me. I this was a first read for me. Yeah. And I just finished it this morning. So it's like it was real fresh. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> because I think I, I remember us having initial conversation when I was reading it. And I remember, I think I remember being like super emotionally charged. I just remember feeling like a lot of visceral emotions. And that's why we gave the warning on this episode, because usually we don't. But Hell, I didn't even give any warnings in my book. And I'm like, maybe I should go back and put that in there. Nah, friend, I think you are right. But just the nature of this book is really good. But let's talk about spoilers. We've already kind of started this conversation. I'm definitely giving this one a good five. For me, the writing is beautiful. Um, Again, an author that can take you, an author that can take you somewhere emotionally, especially somebody like me, when you can take me somewhere emotionally, it says a lot about who you are as a writer because I need the details to get to the emotional place. Yeah. I, I gotta know, like, I gotta know the room smelled like, you know, pee or whatever. And like this prologue, oh, friend, I could go destroy a, a, a the uh, the car a car wash and make it look like the place that she described in that book because mm. it it's that powerful. So, a uh, friend, what you rated this one? I I guess because I'm it's more fresh to me right now. I rated it on good reason for on Storygraph is four point five, but I had my reasons. So like I thoroughly enjoyed the book and. It's it's one of those things, kind of like the one for from Rosie. Love the book, probably will never read it again. <laughs> but I gave it a four point five because there were a lot of uh, editing issues that I noticed that like stuck out to me. And it's not saying that the writing was bad, but it stuck out. And then there were some parts in the book that I felt were not necessarily rushed. But I would have liked a little bit more detail on it because, you know, I'm nosy. So, yeah. you know, just a little bit. But outside of that, thoroughly enjoyed the book. But I, because of the content, I don't know if I would probably read it again. Maybe <laughs> gloss over it once the other ones come out. <laughs> yeah, because I'm under the impression that the other Kindred brothers are coming. Yeah. Robbie, pick up a pen if you're listening to this episode because we're going to ask questions. Uh-huh. If you don't know anything else, we're going to ask questions. And we do accept voice notes. We accept uh, DMs on Instagram. Uh, if you catch us on TikTok, <laughs> we we on TikTok. Well, the 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 we don't have a spoiler alert page. Both of us are on TikTok, TikTok yeah. and then we're on we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook. So whichever one is your favorite, yeah, you can always let us know. We take Apple voice notes, all of that, because we definitely gonna tag you in all the things. Okay, <laughs> so. Let's begin. Oh, 
friend. I just want to sing a hymn now. Almighty God. <laughs> Endowed with awesome wonder. That ain't even the right hymn. <laughs> oh, Lord. But we open this book. We open this book and we are taken to the prologue, which is 10 years before the first chapter happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, the way the book is done, it's over a couple of years. Yeah. Well, yeah. It it's is. like over two years, I think. Something like that. She, when you get to chapter ten, she's turning twenty-four. By the end of the book, she's twenty. She's turning twenty-six. So it's over. Is it twenty-four? No, I thought she was turning twenty-five. No, he was twenty-five. Okay. So we open the story, and we are at. They're in high. Well, she's she's in middle middle school. school. He's He's in high high school. school. And her mom forgot to pick her up. It wasn't her mom. Her mama. Okay. Well, we don't know that up front. We just know that Deja, Deja is at school and her mama's supposed to pick her up, but she has not shown up. And so Xander being Xander, Xander he was like, come on, let's walk home. I, I'll walk you home. No, I ain't waiting for mama. You know, it's too late. I don't want to walk down that neighborhood by myself. He's like, but you're not alone. Right. I'm with you. And I mean, I, I love that he was being such a protective friend. But at the same time, baby, know your strengths. I mean, it is what it is. I get it. And 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 quite frankly, Scarlett, nobody could have anticipated what these two children ran into. No. No one could have anticipated that. And it, you get the feeling from the text that this is not the first time that this has happened. Yeah. And so But that's why she was afraid to go. Right. And and I, I get it. This was the one time she should have probably listened to her listened inner to voice. her inner voice. But it is what it is. She would have either been stuck at the school or, and who's to say that the trouble wouldn't have found her at the school? Because they were walking down the street. Agreed. I just, you know the, the saying, everything happens for a reason? Yeah. That's a painful Ooh. thing with this situation. Yeah, it is. And so our two leading characters are walking home and they are accosted, attacked, terrorized by three gentlemen the only one whose name one no damn gentlemen's you're right (laughs) three rogues (laughs) three rogues who proceeded to beat both of them pretty badly and sexually assault deja to the point that they were left for dead at an abandoned car wash that was on the way to their home but to give like context for it the three guys were I think they were affiliated with another gang. They were gang affiliated and they were what is the word? They were an opposing. Yeah. Yeah. From, they were an, from Xander's because Xander's father was like the, the, the leader. He is the man. He was the king of his of his. Yeah. And they were opposing Right, because that was part of the reason that she didn't want to walk through there. Because, because she knew how the gang life was in their neighborhood. And so even though the street that they lived in was the safer part, they had to get through all of that to get to them. And so they were accosted by, they knew who her mama was because her mama, who did not come pick her up, was not only a trash-ass mama, she was the addict. And mama was nine times out of ten, when she didn't come pick her up, nine times out of ten, was in one of the drug houses, cracked up and drunk. All of that. Yeah. So they get accosted by these men, by these hood rats, and 
they beat the snot out of them. Yep. Like Xander kept coming in and out of consciousness. Right. They could hear each other's screams. They were taunting her, asking her if her pussy was as good as her mama's and all of this shit. Yeah, it it was quite gruesome. It was it was gruesome. Yeah. And just from the pro, like I was like, am I gonna be able to get through this shit? <laughs> yeah, it it's quite the the journey in this prologue. And I will say this, it's very clear from the beginning of this book that Xander is in love. Yeah. With Deja. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. There there is no shade, no mystery, no <laughs> no doubt. What I did find interesting about their dynamic in this book was that Deja and Xander were best friends since childhood, right? Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, her mother started dating his father after his mom passed. And they started dating, had a child together. So now the love of your life would have been your brother had your mama had a good head on her shoulder. So it's like she would have been in love. They would have been in love with their step sibling. And although they're not blood, some people would be like, ew, that's nasty. But they ain't blood. <laughs> Very true. They share a brother, but they are not blood. That's almost like the guy who um everybody in the family thought that I was supposed to be with. Yeah. Because he family, but he ain't blood. <laughs> yeah. But either way, so I did find that interesting. That dynamic was very interesting yeah. because she was like, that was like his father's child that he helped raise her kind of. Yeah. He No, ain't no kind of about it. Well, I mean, her grandmother raised her, but he was Matt, there. Matt Kendrick was right there with him. I'm going too early. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Xander's father's name is Mac. We're going to go ahead and put everything on the table. So we're brought um, forward 10 years after the prologue. And we're actually dropped back into the past when Deja is in the hospital, if I'm not mistaken. And so we start to see kind of what it was like after they had been rescued. Oh yeah. So we're we're dropped. We're, well, it wasn't necessarily in it was a flashback, right. sort of. But it was because Xander was having a nightmare. a nightmare. And so in this particular nightmare, they're at the hospital, but he he, he can't help her the way she wants to be helped. And it's killing him. And so like he basically wakes up, sheets wet, distorted, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, we're brought to speed that he's now 25 years old. You well, know, he was about to be because he was getting ready to yeah, celebrate his 25. He's getting ready to be 25 years old. You know, he's broad shoulder, big stocky guy. He went from the skinny, teeny little gangly teen who was who was trying to protect. So he now blue, he, blue, black, black, blue. He, he got guns and guns. Okay. He look and if you book. <laughs> and so you find that the, the bond between them is still present because he literally rolls over, picks up the phone and calls Deja. And she's like, what does she say? She said, we good, Zan? And he's like, we good, Deja. And that's how you know for sure that the two of them are still deeply intertwined. And if that wasn't thickest, enough, thickest, thickest things. We cut over on the same morning or the day of the same morning that he calls and everybody's singing happy birthday to Deja. And of course, 
her number one fan is there. Yeah. Zayn. And he came with gifts. She's wearing gifts, but he also comes with additional gifts. And so, like, what we, we, what we quickly de- determined by reading this is he takes care of her. Very. Like, ain't nobody going to take care of you like I'm going to take care of you type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what Jennifer Hudson say? Ain't nobody going to love you like I'm going to love you? Baby. He, he stuck to it. Like, I'm going to make sure you dress fly. I'll make sure your schooling is taken care of. You need a car. I got you. Like he he makes sure that that girl is good. So she um, ain't got a want for nothing. Like he he bought the outfit she wore. Shoes included. Shoes included for her her backyard barbecue party. At that backyard barbecue party, he gives her a new computer. Something else. He got a new computer. He had just bought her a computer not too long ago before he was like, well, now started. That's, now that's old. That was for that was for undergrad. Now you need something updated. Right. Computers last for like four years minimum. Yeah, but it was like a Mac. Right. It's a MacBook. So he was buying a new MacBook just to be buy it because MacBooks last for forever. Feel like. And they do because mine just he gave he bought her a new phone, a new iPhone, right, and a MacBook. Can Can Xander come help me? So you have those things going on. She was like, I can't accept this. And of course, Xander is not the only of the Kendrick boys. We have Haram, we have Sinian, and we have Adonis, who is also Deja's brother. Yes, yeah, that's so Adon- and Adonis. Baby Adonis is also the baby of the Kendrick brothers. Which I, Robbie Renee, can we get his book next? I just believe that anybody's book is going to be a hot mess. It's going to be Donnie. It's going to be Donnie's. Because Donnie is wild. Donnie, Donnie is... I, anyway. See, for me, I'm I'm curious between him and Sim. Like, for real. Oh, oh, Sim, you know... Oh, we already know, head of, you know. We already know who the header of... The heroine going to be for that one. But... <laughs> and if she ain't, I'll be surprised. Ooh, tell Sim for your body. But anyway, let's get let's focus on Xander today. The party goes great in the backyard. Grandma cooks. And what you know after the party? It's the after after party. party. And the after party is at the hotel hotel. with the hotel lobby. (laughs) And not easy. It ain't in the hotel lobby, baby. I'm going by the lyrics. But it ain't in the hotel lobby, baby. It's a penthouse suite. Yes, at the top. At the top. And they have a ball right but Xander shows this behind because a few of few people who showed up that he was not wanting to be there I didn't, it wasn't that he didn't want him to be there no he didn't were there he just didn't want Tristan there because nah, he didn't he was like he ain't cool with a whole bunch of people that wasn't already invited like all these randos coming up later gone somewhere yeah but Tristan um you almost got killed bro <laughs> can take your bag for you no, she <laughs> and he was like I got it she good they get to the penthouse, they have a good time. And then the, the right song came on. You know. The right wrong song came on. You know. And Xander put their arm around her. That's all I ask of you. Just give me all your love. First of all, I have forgot a, I got to make a playlist of songs that authors have ruined. Because it happened to me again with it's, that darn love bell. This is the thing though, this started. This this little section with them started with Usher. It started with Usher. Was it? It wasn't seduction, was it? Mm-mm, it was. There goes my baby. There goes my baby. Yeah. There goes my baby. Oh God. 
Look at you. First of all, that's a whole bop. It be me in the car early in the morning. I've always been an Usher fan. Like, yeah. Even when he was going through that bullshit that he was going through. Yeah. I was still a fan. <laughs> but yeah, so like. I got to make this playlist, friend. Because like, I went and found a playlist for this one. And some of them songs is not on there. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, I got to make one of, of songs that authors have like just. Ruin. Ruin. It happened to me. And I, I won't say ruin like bad. It's just that I immediately go to those books. Yep. And you know who's going to be on their playlist the most? Scott Dog on Love Belvin. It happened yesterday in the car. <laughs> Girl, been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. I can't find my baby. And I said, Dog on it, winter blue. Before I knew it. Because winter, okay, so winter's mom was in love with Lisa Stansfield. Who sings that song? She said that song was her mama. Jam, girl. So immediately, I done went straight to my mind when they are at a place at a certain time with Raji. I won't dispel much. Y'all know I work on spoiler alert, but I don't like to give too many spoilers. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, so, because we know she going to be on there. A Warren going to be on there. A Warren going to be on there. Dandridge going to be on there. Oh, yeah. Dandridge definitely goes with the list. Sorry. Lauren Hill will forever be You go there. Sweetest thing by Lauren Hill. Definitely on there. So, yeah. So, it's, it's a few authors that are going to be on that list. Yeah. So, when you start making a list, friend, let me know. <laughs> but, yeah. This song now officially goes on there. Because Xander, we just going to get to the point. Deja and Xander very clearly, and it's very obvious that they both have a thing for each other. To everybody. Everybody knows that. But this is the night that Deja finally says, you know what? I'm going to get that dick. I'm going to get it. I'm going to give it to this man. And he had, like, Xander had pretty much danced on this girl, sung to this girl in her ear, all the things. She is prepped, primed, and ready to go. And then he ignored her for a significant portion of the night. And she was After all of that, she was pissed. Like, it was because she, she was recollecting on the fact that this is not the first time that they have felt this These much strong feelings. Where the, she just knew she was gonna get it that day, yep. and it was I think when she her prom, her prom from high school and her twenty first birthday. birthday. She just knew she was gonna get the big being, and, and he. When I tell you he was running, he played. For, he played her to the left, so but, hard. But I, on a level, initially as I read this, I respected it. I understood. I why. understood it because. Because of what happened in the past, that's a very traumatic situation. Yes. And you have to be very delicate. And some of these niggas in this world do not know how to be delicate with something like that. It's not really that you need to be delicate when it's her first time anyway. Yeah. But when she's gone through what she's gone through, you got to be extra delicate. careful. Yeah. And ain't nobody um, going to just do that just, oh, you cute, let me. No. Mm-mm. Anyway. So, eventually... He manages to clear the room. Her best friend and his brother. And his brother. He, he went and had a conversation with his brother that she didn't know what was said. And he was like, Hey, Laria, you want to take a walk with me? And I knew right then, oh, he's setting this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Clear the room. Because Zaria wasn't finna go nowhere. He yeah. Like, Bring your ass, basically. Well, no, he what you mean? Zaria went willingly. She wasn't going nowhere at first, but the minute Simeon Simeon was like, Hey Zaria, come take a little walk with me. But he was like, Bring your ass, come on, let's go. He was she she went happily. She's like, Hey friend. They leave and 
And she's all, she's pissed off. She in the the, the massive suite. Yeah. Steaming. She mad. She horny and, she, and mad. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Deanda. And I th- I thought it was crazy what he said until I really thought about it and what happened after this moment. They get to kissing and touching and rubbing. And before you know it, he says, don't let me do this to you. Tell me no. I'm going to ruin your life. And I was like, at first part of me was like, dudes be saying that and your life be the same. Because they be like, you think you you think you hot shit, don't you? <laughs> dudes be saying that and they think your life changed and the answer is no. Like, nigga, you really think you hot shit, don't you? Like, and you you thought. It's some it's it's some people in the streets. I need to be like you thought. But it, but what what with him though? He was self assured. He knew what the fuck his mind was gonna do, what his body was gonna do, and he was trying to prepare her. Do not let me do this. Yeah. You trust me. You don't want. You this. don't want this. And it was like in my mind, I'm thinking. So he's trying to warn her. I'm a fuck boy. Don't do this. Yep. <laughs> I'm a fuck boy and you're not gonna be my friend no more. And sure enough. And it, and it's a lot of people that be like they don't want to toe the line when it comes to friendships because they don't want to ruin their friendship. And he was dead set serious about this shit. And after reading this, I completely understand why. Cause baby, after this chapter, yeah, you got the fuck boy of the year award. Super. Because I knew some shit was gonna pop off when after everything was said and done. And he was putting her to sleep, basically. And he said, I'm sorry. I'm like, the fuck he's sorry for? What you finna do, nigga? Because <laughs> he smashed well. I mean, and, and this was her very, like, even though it had been 10 years since that happened, that was, was her, her first, first time, time ever trying to have sex with anybody. I won't say try, but, but this was her first time actually having sex with someone willingly. Yep. And she was like, it couldn't be nobody but you. And he, she had a ball. Had a great time. He rocked her straight to sleep. And then went ghost for three weeks. Not a phone call. Well, I mean, it wasn't immediately afterwards. They went to brunch the next day after her, after her birthday. Had a great time with a friend. And then you ghost her. Nigga! Not a call. Not a text. And, and like the thing is, and this is what some people do just to piss people off. You had your read receipts on. But yeah. she saw that you saw the message. Yep. Motherfucker. Girl. <laughs> and the next time Deja and this boy name is, that's how bad, that's how mad he made me. I forgot his name. Literally. And like she it was like she was begging him, I miss you. I'm having another nightmare. Talk to me. It was like you she would think say nothing. You would think that if she said something about her having a nightmare, nightmare, that he would and I'm sorry, every time I hear the word nightmare now, I think of nightmare. I'm guessing. <laughs> That word has been ruined for me too. Thanks, A Warren. <laughs> but yeah, little Jax. But but like with this, like she's begging you. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be your best friend. I don't care how fucked up you. You're making this shit worse. Yeah. And so the next time that they actually see each other is at his birthday. Because between her grandmother and her best friend, they was like, show that nigga what he missing. Okay. Because grandma was like, gather his shit together. And show him. I can show you better than I can tell okay. you. You want to ignore me? Nigga, watch me walk out this door with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And Zaria was like, come on, friend. Put on the... They got her together. Put she, your, your skippiest little dress on. She had on that jean she, skirt. She had that skirt and that crop top on. And, showing off all the skin. 
hair hair up in a bun. Hello. So you see all all everything. The hair was not blocking anything. Mm-hmm. And it was like, come on, friend, let's go. Thank and you. ignore the fuck out of his yep. ass. They go to Xander's party, and of course, it's another backyard barbecue cookout type thing on Cannon Street. The of course, you know, she gets VIP treatment because she might as well be a Kendrick. Um, and Max, of course, Max's father, the, bro- the the brothers, they all there, and they tried to invite her onto the porch, which was like the like, VIP, and she was no, like, "Nah, I'm good." Simeon and Zario. They disappear. And see, this is the second time I saw them. I said, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was side-eyeing them the whole time. Wonder what the fuck y'all doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to wonder. Girl, I'm being facetious. I know what the hell they were doing. But anyway, so he was like, y'all smoking tonight? And she was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Zarya was like, hell yeah. Brick, give it to me. Yeah. So they, they chilling, vibing, having a good time. Not in the VIP. Not in the Kindred VIP. And somebody else walks through the door. Somebody else heard Usher say, there goes my baby, too. Somebody named Roman. Roman Strong. Now, the thing about the Strongs and the Kindreds is that the Strongs are from the north side. And uh, just like other groups have their territories. They got it. They got theirs. Now, they got respect for each other. Yeah, because, you know, their fathers came to a mutual agreement. As long as you stay on your shit and we stay on our shit, we we good to go. Right. And so, you know, they show up at each other's parties, but that's about it. They, they ain't causing no trouble. He was invited, but he was ill. <laughs> I don't think he wasn't invited, because if he really wasn't invited, do you really think he would have got that close? What I'm saying, because you know some folks, they will come to somebody's party without being invited. They come with somebody else. Because, hell, that happened at my house. But but I don't think they would have. But I'm saying it wasn't a problem. It was just, I don't know if he was actually invited. Oh. It was one yeah. of them type of situations. I think it was a, hey, you know, we having a party, bring your peoples, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if he was inv- invited personally, yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Because so, I really think if Xander really didn't want his ass up in there, oh, it would have been commotion. Yeah. And it wasn't none. Yeah. So, so naturally, Roman acknowledged who Deja was, and she was flirting, giving that energy, you know. And then it didn't help that she saw some skank lit- sitting on Xander's lap. And he acted like it wasn't no problem. Mm-hmm. Even though he was giving all of his attention to Deja. Yeah. And this chick was trying hard. Terry. Terry was trying hard. She she, was, she, she neighborhood hoe. Mm-hmm. She got to be in a whole body full of plastic. Um. So, needless to say, <laughs> before Deja could go much further. She got snatched up by Ram, aka Haram, which is another one of the Kindred brothers. Um, is he the one right up on the Kinder, or is it Simeon? One of them is right up on it, because I know Adonis is the baby. Adonis is the... I think it's Adonis... I think it's Adonis, Simeon, Haram, Deja, Xander. So, if I'm not mistaken, that's the order. Either way. Either way. Them brothers... Rob is the one who janked her up. Donnie, they had them put before she knew it, she was in VIP being told Roman Strong is a no no. They told her, like, absolutely not. She's like, Kendrick's don't mess with Strong. And then she, you know, huffed and puffed her way into the house, upstairs into Xander's room. In my mind, I'm thinking, because when she described how many bathrooms they had in this house, I'm like, why would she go straight to his bathroom? Because there were other bathrooms she could have went to. She wasn't going downstairs. You know, she got VIP access. It did, it did, it did, it did. And there were, there were more than one bathroom that she could have went through. Yeah, but friend, let's just be honest. If you always go to a certain place in the house, you ain't going to change your patterns. 
And once you've trained yourself to do a certain thing, if that you're mad at that person, you wouldn't. Mm-mm, cause no, that's, that's you. Like I said, and you can't even say that's a hundred percent true, friend. Because just think about, just think about it. If you're mad with such. If you're married and mad to, with your spouse and you want to go to the bathroom, you're not going to go to the guest bathroom. You're going to go to the master because that's where your space is in the master. You're not going to redirect your path just to not be in that person's presence. I don't care. Your habits are your habits. And you could say you would when the pressure's on, but I guarantee you, you're a creature of habit more than you realize. I'm a very petty person, so I It know. wouldn't matter, petty or not. For you. Like I said. People are creatures of habit. I will more think about that. Shit. I will actually think about that shit because I'm petty. Exactly. But anyway, so so she's she's, but she's in Xander's bathroom. She comes out and he's in there. And not only is he in there, he's opened the gift that she gave him, and that she was hesitant about giving him because she put some real thought in that shit. She did. But what do you expect anything less from your best friend though? Yeah, mm, I don't know. We different. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't talking about you, nigga. I'm, 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 I said we, not me. What's talking about you? I'm talking about the collective of friends. <laughs> but I, I just think it, it depends on like the nature of what people are striking at, like especially because we use wish lists. It's a little bit easier, sort of. For her, it was one of those same thing yeah. I have when it comes to got, buying my mama gift. What do you get the person that got everything yeah. already, like? But it was it was sentimental because she understood him though, yeah. and that that's the thing she understands him, and like you have to understand, Xander is not the dope boy. He don't want to be. The reason is just affiliated. This Xander is the the my family got it out the mud. My brothers might be in the mud still, but I'm the one on the other side of the business making things work. I'm the legal one. I'm the legal one. I'm the computer nerd. I'm the the one behind. The technology yeah. while everybody else is busting guns on the street. Right. So But don't make no mistake. I'm still know how to bust guns too. Like I said, he when he became older, he got guns and guns. Yeah. So the gift shifts his his mood and they end up smashing again. I'm not I even going against the wall. She thought she was going to be embedded in the wall. How, yeah. how hard they was going. I was like, what the And hell? once again, after the smash, he lets her down. He lets her down. Physically and emotionally. Agreed. And, and, like, and I'm like, you just, and, and he says it. He was like, I didn't mean to do it, but. It had already been done. He wasn't going to say anything about Roman. And then the nigga texted her. And, and he was like, he's a no. Anybody but him. And her mind was like, that was the part that pissed her off. Because uh-huh. like, you ain't even put yourself out there as an option. You said somebody else. Yep. And in his mind, he's thinking, I meant me, but yeah, words mean things, people. Agreed. So naturally, Deja accepts Roman. They and, start and flirting with each other. Until you become, because like, that's when she noticed X yeah. and not Zan. And she was like, until you become the sweet, loving person that I my protector, my best friend, don't fucking contact me. Yeah. And I was like, girl, go ahead. I, I can't blame her for trying to protect herself. Yeah. So, so she's been through enough. Yeah. And so he falls back heavily. And that night, he gets read the right act by his brothers. Although he was going to kill Sim. 
Because Sam put his hands on him. No, it was Haram who no, did it. It was Sam. It was Sam. It was Sam. Oh, I thought it was Haram. He probably pulled her on the porch, but when she tried to walk off, oh Sam yeah, grabbed her, her wrist. Oh yeah. And she was like, let me go. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. he saw the whole thing and he was like, let her go. Yeah. He is big brother. And he was like, I was, he was about to kill his ass. Yeah, because Xander comes home and, or the next time we see Xander after they had that debacle in his bedroom, he is home. His brothers came to wake him up and I think it's, it's no, it's got to be Haram. No, Haram woke him up and was like, man, get up, man. You still sleep? You must have really... Yeah, because he was like, Sam came to get his ass like a grown man. Yeah, they eat, and his brothers give him the right act. Adonis in particular, because, of course, Adonis is on the fence. He, he's not on the fence intentionally, but he is a kindred. He is their brother and her sister. And so Adon- Adonis mumbles under his breath something along the lines of, she wouldn't be like that if you would just go ahead and stop being a punk and be for real with her. and. He, and like he did it, he did it under his breath. But, but it was so it, it's almost like you know how you intentionally say stuff under your breath where people can hear it. It was one of those things because they had to turn around like what you say. Say that shit with your whole chest. <laughs> he was like, say that again, and the rest of the brothers was like, they said what they had to say because he was like, do anybody else got some shit they got to say? Anything else got to get off their chest? Because he was like. If y'all got something to say, say it. Right, and they all read him the right act. And all of them said the same thing. Get off your own shit, man. Yeah. You keep talking about you trying to protect her. You're you're the one hurting her right now. Pretty much. And he he had to sit in that shit. He, yeah. Yeah, he had to sit in that one. And the next chapter we see Deja experiencing Roman Strong. And not just experiencing him, but enjoying the experience. You know what was funny to me was she only got with him because of Vander's inability to act right because it was like she she gave him a week she kept denying roman because they were supposed to be going out that what that following sunday yeah and she kept pushing it off making excuses i gotta do this for school i gotta do this for my grandma blah 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 blah. and when she realized that xander was not gonna get on the good shit she was like okay cool six o'clock is fine let's go on this date and she's talking to zaria she was like I need help because I've never been on a date. I'm 24 freaking years old and I've never been on a date. Mm-hmm. And so her friend was like, okay, I'll come help you get your shit together for your date. And she came out stepping. Mm-hmm. Cute little outfit. And then here's how you know it was bad. Roman got in good with Miss Mimi, a.k.a. Deja's grandma. Grandma was flirting. Who? He hadn't bought both of them roses. Hello. He's like, let me make sure I make sure the matriarch is it's, good. Hello. Made sure the matriarch was straight. She went on her date. They had a good time. And then we move forward. Now, I will say this. The time skips were a pre... Like, the time skips in the story did leave me wanting a little bit more. Yeah. And that's what that's the reason why I said what I said. Because it was like, I felt like it was given details, but not enough. Yeah. So um, chapter six opens, and I love this. It says, here's to six more months, six more years, maybe even six more decades. And that's Roman giving a toast to Deja, which they're at this upscale Italian restaurant in downtown. And we see them go from their first date to six months later in the next chapter. And so, like, 
it's obvious very quickly and very poignantly that they have been successful as a couple. Yeah. Which means that Xander has been on bullshit for six months. Yeah. And she talks about the fact that like she got home. He gave her, he had gifts for her and he knew she would like, what I like is how attuned Roman was to her. Cause he was like, before you freak out, put these clothes on so we can go. Yeah, he so. wouldn't even allow her the opportunity to, to overthink stuff, to overthink, to none of that. And like she had told Zaria in the previous chapter, I just want somebody who's going to do this, this, this. this, this like this. she gave like a, a basic list, like take care of me, watch out for me, you know, basic stuff. Her top ten list. Yeah, it wasn't even top. So it was like I was like, like, her, like her dream man or whatever, right? Something like that. And and he checked. He, all he, the he checks all the boxes. So they go on this date at this Italian restaurant, and they have a great time. And what I did appreciate about Roman, even though I'm, I'm not gonna lie, the whole time I was like, I don't know if I can invest my heart into him because that ain't who she's supposed to be with. But I was I, like, he's doing, he's doing what he's supposed to do, so I can't hate on him. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I did invest in Roman, and I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you why. I am not for staying with the F boy stuff. I, I'm not either. You and, know. and I know you're not either, but here's my thing. With the nature of how this story works out, Roman, he was. He we got to get there first because I'm, I'm going too fast. I think for me, it wasn't that I didn't think that she was supposed to be with him in my mind. It was based off of the way she in her head was going. Right. It was like, you're not fully invested in this relationship like you want to be. And I don't want to put myself all into someone and you don't even have it all in. Yeah. And you like, and even though he checked all the boxes, he wasn't Xander in her brain. And I think that's the thing, right? But that's that's the perpetual struggle. And we we acknowledge it more in men, but it happens to women too. Men will date, marry, and stay with a woman for 40 years, but she ain't the one. She's just the one he chose. And see, that's why I'm like, I don't want to invest myself in this man if I already know you're not all the way in. And I'll be but I'll be honest with you. When we see her here, because this is also the first time that her and Roman end up sleeping together, and it's a beautiful moment. They're calm. It, it's and it's, I do appreciate that a, he did not rush her, even though he didn't know all the details. Right, he did not rush her into intimacy. He did not. Well, sexual intimacy. Yeah, because intimacy can be a plethora of things. But I appreciate that he didn't push her to have sex. Right. Because, and here's here's how he messed up. Because this wasn't the first time. I'm sorry. This is when she finally kind of unveils her story to Roman. And. No, that wasn't the first time he had sex. Is it? Because. That was the first time he had. The first time that it makes mention of them having sex is their first time having sex. Oh, yeah. Because she wakes up from a dream. That's what it is. She woke up in the middle of the night. You're right. I'm sorry. Like, they, they did what they did. She woke up. He from was an very. Nightmare. He was very intimate and and yeah. careful with her. And then she wakes up from a nightmare. Right. And we he, we find out with this is that not only does Xander still have nightmares, so does she. So does she. And it's triggered by stress. It is. And she had been stressed quite a bit. And so Roman makes a comment like, "Oh, Xander couldn't protect you then," and she snapped. Baby. To the point this that she wouldn't. I, this is what I mean. But I'll I'll be honest with you. I can respect her snapping here because of what happened to them. So that didn't give me the trigger of she wasn't fully invested. That gave me the trigger of you weren't there. 
So how dare you speak on what you weren't there to see, witness, and experience for yourself? It didn't give me the trigger of that's the person I really want and I still got a thing. Because to me, moving on from somebody is never easy. To me, moving not, on... Not from the person that you have claimed as the the love of your life. Right. And, and I don't... Again, so I'm I'm propping her up for even staying with, with Roman, first of all, this long. I'm impressed, which was why I invested. So we move on. She basically told him, don't say nothing else about him. And she left his condo. Would not go back to his condo. I think it took her like a, a week or two. And it was like, no, we're not doing this. You're coming with me. <laughs> yeah. And like on top of that, not only did that happen, but like their argument got interrupted because Mac, who is Ken, uh, who is the Kendrick father, he's the, make, uh, he's the, the, the patriarch. patriarch of the Kendrick family, goes into the hospital. And when she gets to the hospital, Donnie is acting a whole butt. He is, I'm going to act the ass, act the ass, act the ass. Donnie was acting the ass. So bad so that the nurse was about to call the police on him. Right. So she settles Donnie, is able to go to the nursing station and get information. And this is where we find out that Mac has had a long-term girlfriend who the brothers are not the biggest fan of because while she's always been there, she's not the most, uh, what's the word? In their mind, at least. She's not the most maternal? I don't want to say maternal. She it's, just isn't the woman that they want her, their father to be with. She doesn't, she doesn't put forth as much effort. It's like she's just there as arm candy. Yes. At least that's what they feel. Deja really? has another mindset about it. Right. And we actually hear about that later on in the book. But she was there the entire time, but couldn't get any information from them. Mm-hmm. But she, but she, wanted, to call, she wanted to call herself his wife. Right. A wife is going to get the information. She going to go to the counter and do what she got to do. You wait till the girl who's not really his daughter, as, as you claim it, to get all the information? Yeah. No, sis. And see, that's why I was side-eyeing Ricky. But yeah, that's her by the by the way, that's her name. Ricky, Ricky. I didn't like I didn't dislike Ricky, but I was side No, no. Her. I got beef with Ricky. And I'll I'll explain when we get there because Ricky's cousin is also on the scene. I'm, I'm talking about at this moment. Oh no, I I no no no, because I was mad once Ricky's cousin showed up on the scene. Because Ricky's cousin, I was I was side eyeing her at that moment, mm-mm. but then when her cousin got there, it's a completely different story. So naturally, after getting the information about their father, she tells the brothers, and then she also goes to the little room that Xavier is in off to the side. Xavier is not in this book. I mean, Xander. I'm <laughs> rename the man. She also goes over to the room that Xander is in and explains to Xander the same thing and he comes out with her and by when this when the doctor comes when the doctor comes and by this time a little girl shows up and, and little, she ain't no little girl as in a, a young person she's in my mind young in the, and young in the mind she i mean not xander and, and deja ain't that old but this girl this bitch <laughs> Comes and she's like, Xander, babe. Baby, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry. He's like, wrong voice. She like, hey, babe, you know, you all right? You all good? You know, you straight? I was doing a, I was doing a Becky and I needed a, a, a LaShawn. Um, well, she wasn't really hood. Yes, this girl was. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> so, cause she want to, she want to be kept. A hood girl gonna do it for herself and then take yours. No, hood girls like to be kept too. Don't get twisted. Don't get it twisted. So, she shows up and he's like, "Man, why are you why here?" Are you here. And Ricky was like, well, you call somebody to support you. I need somebody to support me. And this girl, I can't. That's when I was like, well, bitch, they not. Okay. And this is why I said I, Ricky. Mm -mm. That's why I said before her cousin got there, I was side-eyeing her when her cousin got there. What's crazy is I can't even remember the girl's name. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Okay. So Aaliyah is, is there. She tries to like show out, flex on who she is. And Xander was, it it was very clear. Yeah. So she was like, I ain't going nowhere. She huffed and puffed and sat in the side seat. And this is why I like that this book was written in third person because we got to kind of hop around everybody's mind. There's a moment in this hospital where Ricky says something powerful. She tells that girl, if you want him, you better shut up and accept the fact that Deja ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. And that's when I kind of was like, it's something there, but I didn't quite know how to put my finger on it. It's settling. It's not just settling though. It was it because there was something else there that we needed to get as a reader. So you know, I'm I'm chilling, waiting to see on how that stone gonna turn over. Uh, I mean, I had already peeped it, but yeah. So we we continue. So she says she's just like her mother, and that was the thing. I was like, okay, what they got to do with her mama? So who still not in the bedroom? Of course, we get to see Mac. The he, next day, he had to have surgery. He had to have he emergency to surgery. His, he needs to change his diet. It wasn't a heart attack, but you know, blah 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 blah. And so, I, what I what I did like, and I thought was very very sweet, was that outside of the brothers, Deja could still go to him as a father figure. Yep. And what I thought was interesting was that Mac was like, "Okay, whatever. When you're ready, you'll be a kindred." <laughs> He was very clear. <laughs> like you will always be a kindred. You, you're you're not not gonna be a kindred. You might not be my biological child, but you mine. Mm-hmm. And that that comes into play at the end of the book. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I appreciate that she could have a a relationship with him outside of that's my brother's father. Mm-hmm. Or that was my mama's ex boyfriend, or you know, any of that. So. And she got him to eat when his brother and nurse couldn't. <laughs> exactly. And Ricky couldn't. Nobody could get him to eat that food, but Daisha could. She was like, what kind of voodoo this woman got? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then Xander takes her out. At this point, we know her and Roman haven't been speaking. He texts her and she was like, we'll talk after I get done with my test. Because Daisha's a law school student. She's in her second year of law school. And she's trying to graduate. And she's trying to, you know, get things done, settle. Because, uh, like, what is it, three years or two for law school? I want to say it's, like, I can't remember. It's two or three years. <laughs> but after visiting. I'm guessing two because with this one, she was like, after her second year, she's got to do the, the, the studying for the bar and doing internships. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's two. But after seeing Mac, Xander takes her to ride with him to the park. And they end up. Reminiscing. Reminiscing, and she kind of iyanla his life real quick. Because he was like, well, dang, Iyanla fixed my life. <laughs> he, they have that moment, because she pretty much was like, man, put your brothers to work. Stop making them. Stop acting like stop you, acting like like you got to do everything. Work. And that happens a lot in our community. 
like a lot of times it'll be that one sibling that's doing everything for the parents and everybody else just expects them to do it. Well, it's, I, I think it's a double fold thing though. Like, right. Cause your parents, parents have a tendency to employ one to do the others. And it's not always the oldest. It's either. not, it's not. Cause it's usually me. Um, <laughs> and I'm the baby. But I but I think it has a lot to do with, with there's some gender dynamics in there and things like that. Because there are a lot of, here I go getting TikTok-ish, there are a lot of people in one particular gender specification that came from single parent home. And they believe that their mother did everything. And the truth is that their mother and their sister did it. And that's why you, you <laughs> cherish your <laughs> you cherish your mama like you do. You think she did it all, but no, baby. Your mama and your sister did that. That's why your sister walking around here with rich auntie vibes and won't have none of her own because she got tired of taking care of you. Heart. But anyway. Off of that soapbox. <laughs> Excuse me while I step down. <laughs> we find Xander and Deja in the car and Oh, yeah, he kind of goes off. He was like, well, does your boyfriend know this? Does your boyfriend know that? Because she tells him, Xander, I got a boyfriend. Because he was show, he was show for the get another lick in. It's yeah. Like he they were, they, yeah, he, he he gave me so many F-boy vibes. Like, you Ooh. know she got a boyfriend because you clocking everything. And your brothers are telling you every damn thing. They are telling so you. You already know she's she's with somebody else. And you got your hands up her skirt. I, I mean, and see, this is my thing. You are the one that decided that you didn't want her in that capacity because you didn't want to hurt her, quote unquote. But you doing all your no. So no, no, nigga, no. You, don't, you don't get the cookies. You gave them away. Mm-hmm. Gave them away. And, and what was so funny was like when he asked her, do your boyfriend do this? Do your boyfriend do that? Because well, he knows she's still weak for him. And that was yeah. the reason why I was like, I don't know if she could ever devote completely to Roman. And she was like, you're right, Zan. He's not aware of any of those things. But he, but what he does know is that he's not afraid to openly love me, hold me, kiss me, no matter who's watching. And that's he, doesn't, he doesn't conceal his feelings for me behind the guise of material things. And she was like, so yeah, he has a lot to learn about the intricacies of my life, but at least he's willing. And I was like, there you go, girl. Teach his ass. I was like, that whole damn paragraph. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you, Xander. (laughs) And immediately after leaving him, she went to the study group. And then after that, she was going to go home. And you know how old girl was in Crazy House? Yeah. And she popped up. That's what she ended up doing. She rolled right up. It, it, it was second nature. She went right to his, she went right to his and house. And she's sitting there like, do I really want to get out this car? And it wasn't a do I really want to get out this car. It was do I go to him? Like he, he ain't give her no he ain't give her no option. But yes, come here. No, come, he asked. No, he was like, come to me. But that's I'm giving my own rendition of it. Bring, bring your ass. Was this a question mark? It'd be one thing if there were a period, friend. There's a question mark. Just because it's a question mark don't mean it's a real question. It's in his mind, he was like, come to me. He was willing her. Come to me. Mm-hmm. It might have been a question. Are you going to come to me? But come to me. <laughs> he wants her to come to him. And she and she went. Mm-hmm. And then I knew your pops up. Yeah, in the next chapter. <laughs> but she was she was trying to uh get back in his good graces and failed because miserably 
Because she almost got killed. <laughs> Ooh, she almost got her ass killed. Yeah, she said something disrespectful about Deja. And anybody that knows that that family, that neighborhood, you don't say shit about Deja in front of in front of Deja, uh, in front of Xander. I don't care what their relationship with each other is at that time. You don't part your lips to say anything negative about her. Because you subject to be six feet off them. If nope. they find your damn body. <laughs> And she almost got it because he he yep. a, he 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 ch- he yoked up against that wall. Yeah. And sis was about to be blue. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your shit up. And she ruined it. She was trying to be in his good graces, but she ruined it for good. He mm-hmm. was done with you forever. So he got a text message from David Doll, which is his nickname for her. for her. She was pretty much like you know. They're back on speaking terms. They're back on speaking terms. And he talked about, like, he saw her at Adonis' party. He stopped through campus a couple times just to see her. But he talks about the fact that, like, they ain't kicking it when they had them nightmares no more. They're they're not their best friends part no more. Yeah. It's, we, we cool now. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't even think at this particular point they're rocking with each other enough to say that they're best friends. But, like, he, it's, it's one of those things where it's easier to text. Because I don't have to see you. I don't have to hear you. It's technology can desensitize a lot of things. Yeah. So she also let him know that Mimi had cooked for the block. And of course, she come, had food for come, Mac. Come get Mac some food. Come get Mac some food. And he does go get Mac some food. Ah, and this <laughs> is where another one of those moments is like, of course, everybody in the neighborhood, including Zan, Zan was going to be there. And he fell into because they're in each other's scope again. Mm-hmm. He got into that whole I'm comfortable with you. So even though they're not like that no more, they fall back mm-hmm. into I can sit in the room with you and not worry about anything sexually. So she fell asleep in the bed, not thinking anything of it. Because yep. this was exhausted from all the final exams that she had to do, mm-hmm. helping her grandma take care of stuff and cooking the food yeah. for the for the block. So she tired. She don't feel like talking mm-hmm. nobody. She don't feel and like she was full of food. And she, I just kicked her. So she got in the bed. They talking and she fall asleep. And in walks. He's sitting, he sitting there chilling. They, he not even touching her. He on his phone. And her. And Mimi brings Roman in. And Roman is not happy. <laughs> now, he was away. So he wasn't there on site at Mimi's house initially. He had went to Charlotte for the week. I mean, he was supposed to be returning that day, but he was supposed to be returning later that night. Yeah. So she wasn't expecting him at the time that he was there. So Roman, like when he walks into the room, Mimi was like, Ugh. Mimi was like, oh, snap. Oh, shit. I didn't, Sander, I didn't know you were still here. <laughs> right. She thought he was going to come and go and he probably would have. But and I'm like, Mimi is a real one. <laughs> she was like, I didn't know you were still here. Sander. What are you doing in here? <laughs> Well, I mean, what are you doing in here might have worked, too. But she, that ain't what she said, though. It was one of the, I know how close they are. So. Yeah. And I mean, then. still here. What does Zaria say? Zaria had said something earlier. She was like, I'm surprised X let you be with Roman that long. And Deja was like, let me let be. Me. Let me. Like, nigga, he don't run this. Exactly. And she was like, and see, in my mind, I'm thinking, girl, now you know. He would have ran that nigga off. Quit fasting in her if mm-hmm. he really wanted to. And it ain't shit. Either one of y'all could have did. Yeah, but she's like, the fact that you actually have a boyfriend is actually surprising. She's like, his mind is blown. Because and it's making him miserable. It is. But, but I do I do 
Even though he's been a fuckboy about the whole situation, I can appreciate the fact that he is not running this dude away. He's letting her live her life. Yeah. He is not for the sabotaging of if, their relationship. If, if he was a is there, if he was a total fuckboy, he could have been trying to ruin her relationship. Yeah. And he didn't do that. That's why I wasn't completely pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. Cause like at least he let you in, in the ways of sorry. At least he did not try to sabotage. Mm-hmm. And you know how some folks some folks are. They get real ignorant with it. It's like, dude. Yeah. Even though his brother's like, you're being selfish. Super selfish. She, you, you don't want her, but you don't want her with nobody else. Then get a grip. Yeah. So after Roman sees that, he was like, "Get your stuff and let's go." Like, get your shit. <laughs> like, oh, he mad. <laughs> he was like, "We need to talk," and I'm like, "Oh, he mad. He big mad." And I again, I understand I why. Get it because I can't say. It's, somebody's going to call me stupid for this, but I am who I am. I have never been the kind of person that has believed that you should stalk somebody. I have never been the kind of person to say that men and women can't be friends. I have never been of the philosophy that people are always up to something. I just am of the Maya Angelou philosophy. When sh- someone shows you who they are, believe, believe them. them. Well. I, I too, also believe that you can have male and female friends platonically. Yes. The only problem with this is he already knows that they have slept with each other. Yes. And that's when it becomes sticky. Because once you have crossed that threshold, especially when that's the love of your life, and the whole neighborhood knows Mm -hmm. that that's the love of your life, that y'all have been through some shit together, that's when it's like, can I really compete with that? Mm Mm-hmm. So he passed me That was disrespectful. Yeah, as fuck. He did. He did. And so we cut over and Deja had been running errands, doing all kind of stuff. And she talked about what he said. He was like, I'm I'm not saying you gotta discontinue your friendship, but you gotta put some boundaries up, sis. Yeah. And what we're not gonna do is have me feel like I'm in competition with somebody who ain't in a relationship with you. Yeah. So she, you know, she apologizes and here she comes to Florida again. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like Florida again. Um, she apologizes. And basically, she's kind of disturbed. And he, you know, he's looking at her because she done, she practically has moved into his condo at this point. After, he, after that incident, she was with him. Yeah. Period. Period. Cool. And um, she's like just at the doorway, just tore up. And he's like, what's wrong? And she just drops the bomb. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And it wouldn't be so much of a big deal, even though she was like she didn't want to be pregnant. It was one of those things where I thought I couldn't get pregnant. Right. They told her she had a 20% chance. Because he was like, I thought you was on the pill and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, I am. However, not only was she sick, the she took an she antibiotic. You know, desensitizes the medicine, and that's how a lot of people get caught up. Yeah, not paying attention. Pause. This is a commercial, a public service announcement from Spoiler Alert: Antibiotics and birth control do not mix. So if you've been taking an antibiotic and you've been popping that pill, you put a rubber on. (laughs) That's that's two books now where we have had this conversation, and the first one, the both of them was medical professionals, Hmm. and they both worked in the OBGYN clinic. Mm. 
So, yeah, you know, if you don't wrap that shit up or you don't have sex at all, I mean, the only truer tr- way, well, I can't even say if you don't have sex, you won't make a baby because clearly Parker and Rut. But we got a lot of sex ed on this show inadvertently. I mean, but this is a public announcement, or excuse me, public service announcement from Spoiler Alert. If you are on antibiotics and birth control, put a rubber on that pickle. Seal it tight. Amen. Twice. Hallelujah. So, yeah, like, she drops that bomb that she's pregnant, and then she also explains the fact that she was told because of what happened to her as a teenager that there was a 20% chance that she could get pregnant. 50%. And 50-55% that she would... Carry full, carry full term. So it was like she's sitting here, like, oh my fucking god. So, but she's also like scared because she don't know that this man wants a baby. Yeah. And she was like, I, and she literally, I think she said something along the lines of, even if you don't want it, I'll take care of it by myself. You ain't yeah. gotta do nothing. And he was like, you don't think I want my baby? Maybe he was like, oh, we in this together, baby. We in this I, was together. Scared. I was scared he was going to hit me with the F-boy, too. I wasn't going to be able to take it. Because I kept, because I'm telling you, I kept, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know she's supposed to supposed to be getting with Xander. Especially if she in a full-fledged relationship with this man. Now they got a baby on the way. What the fuck's going to happen? Yeah. Is he going to be a fuckboy? Is he going to do something stupid? Is he going to cheat on Girl, I was having all kinds of thoughts in my brain. Girl, and I, I love what he said to her. She was like, Roman, this may be my only chance, and I want it with you. I, and I want it with or without you. And he said, Then let's take a chance. I was like, Where is this? Was the moment that if I was, if there were a moment to cry in this book, this is the one for me. If I had the emotional bandwidth in the two times that I read this, I think I could have stretched for the tears. And I don't mean like in a bad way stretch. I mean, I do have the the emotional bandwidth and I did not. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was very, very endearing and all of the, all of the good mushy stuff. But it didn't make me want to cry. I just thought, oh, I, I think the emotion had I if the emotional bandwidth because both times that I read this, a lot was going on. I think the first time I read this, the kids were getting ready for testing. And so I was like really ramped up for that. Which I think this book was, yeah, I think the kids, we were like in the home stretch. And so I was really ramped up from that. And then this go round, I was reading it and getting prepped for my mom's party. So like my emotional bandwidth kind of goes out the window when I'm ramping up for certain things or when I'm just ramping up for something big. So I think this would have been the moment, but this it's because of how it all works together. Um, and so... It's apparent up front the baby's going to be a December baby. Uh, he was like, well, she's going to be a December baby like me. <laughs> and she was like, "My this, this was the funny part. She was like, my grandma going to kill me. Like, no, we'll tell her the devil. Yeah. Like, he he all the way in there with you, girl. He is in. And, and I, this is why I was like, I can tell he's falling. If he's not already there, he's falling in love with her. And she was on that, I want this baby before she was like, I want out us. The have a, I was like, she's not all the way into me. Yeah. Now, this is it for me. It's summertime. Simeon. And X goes to visit his father. And Ricky and Aaliyah are at the house. And I just, this is when it kind of comes out and we get more backstory on 
Daisha's mother. But we don't get it from... And I love when this kind of thing happens. And this is why I kind of like third-person books. This is the one reason I really like third-person books. It's because we get more information from the circle. Because sometimes other characters are better at telling the story than the main character. And so we get... LB does this too, even though her books are in first person. She'll use a third person or a separate set of characters to push a point. But we get the story. Mac and Vaughn were dangerously in love. He was. But Vaughn loved drugs. Drugs more. And so he I think for Vaughn, she got ruined because of Deja's father. Yeah, Deja's father ruined Vaughn. And Vaughn, in turn, ruined Mac because Mac fell for Vaughn. They had Adonis. And for a while, Mac tried to get Vaughn together. He tried to put her in rehab. Rehab. He tried to take her. It was like she even explained that he took her, he grabbed her off people's dicks. And I was like, wait a minute. In the middle of her fucking somebody, baby, we would have been done. (laughs) But like after like a year of him trying Cause it's like as soon as she popped that baby, she was back to doing drugs. Yeah. And he tried for a year to get her on the good foot, and he was like, you know what? After that, it was like fuck it. And I think the the last straw was when Deja, at seven years old, was bringing Adonis to a freaking crack house to take care of her brother because he had shit all over. Like he, she had left them at home alone, mm-hmm. and he had the mess all over himself. Yeah. And that was when Ricky came in because she took care of Adonis. She did. As if she was his mother. And that's when Mac noticed her. Like mm-hmm. they had already met each other or whatever, but he wouldn't give her no play because he was still trying to yeah. he's trying to get Vaughn to act right. And when it didn't work, he was like, fuck it. And that's when he was like, okay, Ricky, let's go. Mm-hmm. And it was like, once again, settling. Right. She said something and she was like, Aaliyah was like, that's it? You just going to accept that? No ring, no marriage, no nothing? Ricky was like, look at this house. She was like, I'm getting everything that I could ever want. I might not have his heart, but he cares about me. Yep. And he going to take care of me. I don't got to want for nothing. And I mean, that's all nice, Will and Dandy. But that's only great for people who like the material. But, I, but she said it. She said, my mama and my daddy never cared for me like this. Yeah. And I mean, when you when you go from something like that, this is good enough for you. Mm-hmm. But even like I, I grew up in a, a single parent home, but I'm still not going to settle for shit. I'm not. I'd rather be alone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some people are OK with that. Yep. So Xander walks into the house after Ricky and Aaliyah have this conversation. And immediately he was like, they in the back. They go to the back. And he, he acknowledges Ricky and he's like, fuck Aaliyah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but this is when the shit hits the fan. Because yeah. while they had a great time for dinner, there was no drama during dinner. But while the guys were out playing pool, you know, Ricky's cousin's, ne- her nephew or something, was like bringing up Deja. Hey, man, have y'all ever, you know, have y'all finally did it? Blah, 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 blah. Like we said, everybody knew yeah. that Deja and Xander were a thing. So he was like, did you finally hit it or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. and mind your business, Leon. And Aaliyah, drunk as a skunk, decided to spill tea that she had no business telling. Mm-hmm. And she is the one that lets Xander know that Deja is pregnant for Roman. 
And she like, because I can't have you, mm-hmm. I'm going to bust your little bubble and your little princess is pregnant for somebody else. How you like them apples? Mm-hmm. And he was like, shut the fuck up. Even Ricky was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Ricky was trying to shut up bad. Sit your drunk ass down and shut up. But Mac Mac went off on Ricky too because he was like, and he went off on her and he was like, what are you, just a drunk little girl still staying in my house? Chill out. No, he didn't do that on Ricky. He did that on Aaliyah. Yeah, that's what he said to Aaliyah. But it's after that moment where he Mac was like, out. Mac was like, Xander. He was like, don't tell me that, Pop. He was like, tell me to go after her. Don't tell me not to talk to her. Baby. He was like, I'm not saying not to talk to her, but you need to make sure you remember that this, this is your fault. He said, man to man, this is all on you. And it's like throwing cold water on her. Baby. Because it was like, if you would have manned up like everybody kept telling you to do, she wouldn't have gotten that far with this other dude mm-hmm. and gotten pregnant by him. And Mac, I think before this, Mac had already told her, you full of that man, baby. Oh, no, it's after this. Because she comes to see him. And he's like, you full of that man, baby. But it's, it's going to be Xander after a while. You you keep it on. So he comes to Cannon Street. Xander goes to Cannon Street. And he, and, and like he watches her because she's helping her grandmother get ready to go out of town with her siblings. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sits there and watching. As soon as he catches her by herself, he's like, is something you want to tell me? And she was like, what are you talking about? Don't play stupid with me. And at this point, it's very obvious that she's pregnant. It ain't like a secret. Because she's only, like I think by this point, she's like four or five months pregnant by now. And it was like, no, I'm not thinking, is it seven months? No. She's somewhere around her. She good. She good showing. Yeah. So it's like, at that point, there is no hiding it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, so you just going to play dunk with me? I know you got something to tell me. And when she finally says, I was going to tell you, I just didn't know how. And in my mind, I'm thinking, y'all been texting about everything else. You could have been like, mm-hmm. hey. Because she was like, I, it was something that she wanted to say face to face. You know where to find this dude. But I, I think it's it's the conundrum of, again, they they are affronted by the love that they have for each other. But she, how do I say this? He's still in love with this nigga. It's not just that she's still in love with this nigga. I think she legitimately was trying to move on. And But that's what I'm saying, though. You wouldn't have to try to move on if you weren't still in love with him. I mean, but do you do you ever pass that? And I think that's why he told her, you need to put boundaries up. And I think on a, on a very real level, she had just put the boundary up that we will stay at this level of conversation. And it is what it is. And she... She was right in the instance that she should have told him that face to face, but she probably also needed to create a space where the face to face would have been safe. And let's just be real. This is not a safe situation. No, it's not because they're there by themselves and you don't know how he's going to act to it. Exactly. And that's why his father forewarned him because he already knew. You finna go over there and show your rabbit behind. And it was like, just remember before you try to go over there and pop off on her, this is on you, not her. And he's absolutely right. And Xander had to sit with that shit. Yeah, you're upset. Yeah, you're hurt. But you hurt her first. Yeah, and, and that's why when he asked her, do you love him? She was like, I want this baby. And, and he was like, and what? She's like, I love Roman. And that's the thing that snapped And him. you know what's funny to me is I thought he was going to ask the question, but are you in love with him? Because for, for, for me, there's a difference. Some people, it's not. I've actually asked that question before. Can you be in love with two people at the same time? And like for some people, 
being in love with somebody and loving somebody is not the same to me. But some people, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when I read that, I thought he was going to ask her that just to be competitive. But that was when he realized, I'm too late. Mm-hmm. Yes, nigga, you're too late. Way too late. And everybody kept trying to tell you. But you think you know every fucking thing. Look at you. And now you got to let the best thing that ever happened to you walk away. And it's a girl. Yeah. that's That was like two steps at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of see him hitting the spiral like, I'm too late. Yep. And it, it's that classic spiral that characters have. When like everything just cue to, uh, what song is that that I be thinking about? Oh, She's Out of My Life by Michael Jackson. That's the one. <laughs> she's out of my life. And then he tried to get that lie. That, you know, they always ask that same question. And he tried to lie about it. He was like, we good, man? Always, Dave. We good. So, nigga, you lying. She's out of my life. And I don't know when or why. Michael Jackson is, like, legit crying at the end of that song. Yeah. You laughing. That man, you are just... <sighs> Him and his sister are good for side effects at the end of the book. <laughs> yeah, but she be orgasming, you know. <laughs> but I, was, I said sound effects. I ain't say what kind. Jenny be breathing hard for a whole nother reason. <laughs> what were you doing in the studio? <laughs> Back to Xander and Tasha. She spends she spends the night on her grandmother's couch, kind of emotionally disturbed because of what he said. That I'm too late kind of rocks her too. Um, but is she like? She got nauseated and everything, but then Roman calls her. And she gets better. And it's like, instead of just calling, he video calls her, so she got to clear all this shit up, so he won't be questioning what's wrong. Because, yeah. you know, with her having a uh, a risky pregnancy, she's not supposed to have any stress. Yeah, she doesn't. And that was very stressful. So she's like, I can't let him see that I have been stressed, because then he's going to want to know why, and then if I tell him why, he's going to be ready to kill that nigga. Yeah. So... He basically says, you know, he recognizes that she's at her grandmother's house. And he was like, I don't want you there by yourself. He said, I'm going to be, he said, he said, I'm going to be late, but I want you to go home to me. Go on, go ahead, go to the condo. And and she's like, I'd I'm rather go to Zaria's. She's like, I'm going to Zaria's house. And he kept asking her, you sure you okay? And so she, he was like, okay, then. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah. she gets to Z- Zaria's house. And Zaria, you know, being the friend, she, and she sees what the fuck's wrong. And she's like, he knows. And so she tells Zaria everything. But but Zaria had the truth. She was like, I know that was tough for both of y'all. But what did you, ex- what did he expect? Just for you to sit there and wait on his ass? Mm-mm. Zaria's the real one. Because she gonna tell it like it is on both sides. Like, because she says it in another part when she's talking to him. I love you, but yes, I will hurt you by that one. And see, what, what was fu- always funny to me about Zaria is she knows she's best friend number two. <laughs> she ain't number one. She, but she, but, <laughs> but what she I think part, she do. And I think she knows she's not number two, like as in second place. She just knows. She jokingly says it. Yeah. But, she, but she understands why he's at the top. Mm-hmm. It's not just because he's the best friend. They've been through a fucking lot together. Mm-hmm. We open the next chapter after chapter nine, aka She's Out of My Life. And Xander is, or I call it chapter nine, She's Out of My Life. We're in chapter 10 now. Oh, I know that. Okay. Um, this one I would call secret meetings. <laughs> um, Xander 
gets a phone call he from a, his he assistant. Gets a message from his assistant. Her. Yeah. He, he gets that message. He's like, what the fuck? And he calls her. He's like, is this serious? And he was like, well, tell him to meet me at the Kendrick building. Okay. Because we ain't finna be, we ain't finna have no setup. And see, when I read that, I automatically knew who it was. Before, because he never says who it is while he's talking to her. Never says who it is because he calls Simeon. He's like, hey, I need backup. I need you to be here at this such and such time. Okay, cool. And it was like. But pause. Let's talk about where Simeon was. With Zarya. Dropping her off at the house so she can meet up with a friend. Y'all know that friend. And when he gets there and drops her off and the friend becomes Deja, he's like, you full of shit, Sam. <laughs> but I get why he said with a friend because it's, it's a trigger for him. It's a trigger for him. And we'll need you falling down no holes. So, guess what? But, I mean, he ends up finding out anyway. It was like, I wonder if... Xander heard her or other uh, she heard Xander mm-hmm. because it could have it's a twofold situation both of them could be falling because she's still not over him I don't care how much she's falling for Roman he ain't went nowhere so with this meeting he never says who the person is yeah and at this point we find out she's seven months pregnant yeah so, so it she she's good and showing yeah she feel like she wobbling now yeah so she this, says it too. Yeah. She's like, I feel like I'm just getting big as a house. This is too much. I want to be done. She she's at the point where it's not cute no more. I just want to be done. Get this baby out of me. So they he gets Simeon says, okay, I'll be there. He goes to visit his father real quick, like blah blah blah. Shows his daddy the the, the message, and daddy was like, you got backup, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like in my mind, every time he brings it up, I'm like, I know who this is. Mm-hmm. Strong because I, I know who this is. But this like, I got an inkling. In my mind, it's, it's either this person or that person. And the reason, the only reason why I thought about the second one is because he was brought up in the other POV, mm-hmm. like literally the POV before. So I was like, it's either this person or this person. But I strongly believe it's this one. So mm-hmm. when we get to the meeting, and it's Roman Strong, <laughs> I knew it. And what the fuck he want? Right. And so Roman sits down and and gives. He give he basically gives Xander a folder. Xander opens the folder and is like, "What?" And he was like, "You love her, right? You would do anything for her, right?" And he was like, "Hell yeah!" He was like, "You're you're in love with her, right?" I was like, "Roman, what the heck is you going through right now?" And he was but like, "And when, when I was triggered, I was like, something ain't right in Roman's world." Yeah, because like the fact that you're coming to him and saying you would protect her at all costs, right? And I'm like, what the fuck is gonna happen? Agreed. Because one, you're meeting up with a guy who could have taken your girl from you if he really, really wanted to, because she's still in love with him. Two, you're coming to him as a man, not on some fuck shit. But nobody's saying what it really is. I'm like, something happened. Mm-hmm. Is this how she gonna end up with Xander? Because <laughs> you know me as a reader and a writer, my mind is like ten years. Girl, now. You, you know what they say: good readers make predictions. So I'm like, so we we're good. And he, they he agrees, agrees to it, and they go. They the meeting is closed. We don't know anything else, but this, uh, there's a folder that exists full of information. I wasn't even thinking about what could possibly be in a folder, but I was like, okay, whatever, cool. I'm like, something's going to happen with Roman where he's not going to be there for his family. I was like, I don't know what I was capacity. like. I was like, something's in that folder that we're gonna find out about later. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what capacity he ain't gonna be the place that, but for him to go to this person and say you would do anything to protect them, right? Yeah. 
it's graduation, you guys. It's December. And Deja is full of baby and putting on a cap and gown. And her family is surrounding her, just giving her the, the good love, peace, grace. It's your graduation love that she is so well deserving of. And it's a beautiful moment. But she looks around in the crowd and Xander is not there. And it's hurting her. Cause it he hurts like, her. If anything, I thought he would be here for this moment. Because his brothers are there. His father is there. Even they got Ricky si- is there. They got signs. Even Ricky is there cheering her on. Yeah, they got signs and everything, right? But right before she gets ready to line in, guess who pops up? Xander. And he was like, we good, baby doll? We good, Xander. And it was like, I, he was like, where else would I be? Right. And then he gives her a gift. And in my mind, when he gave her this gift, this twofold gift, I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did that. Now I got to give it to him. He gave her, are they the Chanel love bracelets? He gave her his bracelets. But one says to mommy. And the other one says to rain. Rain. Because we find out, because Xander, when he had the conversation with Roman, is when he admits what he says what the baby's name is because I think yeah you know, Deja tells him it's a girl yeah but Roman tells her what the, tells him what the baby's name yeah, is. yeah because he says she's having my little princess she's having my reign oh father God baby I'm not sure what kind of bracelets they were but the engraving on the bracelets is the chant that Xander and Deja said to each other that night in the car wash I see the moon and the moon sees what is it? I see the moon. I see the moon. The moon, moon sees, sees me. me. God bless the moon and God, God bless me. me. Yeah, and one says to mommy, and the other one says to rain. And of course, she starts crying. Because, you know, it's it's sentimental for one, and then on top of that, she's pregnant. Yeah. So, so sorry, they're just two platinum diamond encrusted bracelets. That's all. And after that, that ain't no that's all. He's, but no, the fact that he bought. But the fact that he bought them for her and, and the, the baby, baby, yeah, I was like, he's already taking on a role that is not his. What the fuck is going to happen in this book? Girl, he was trying to be the god daddy if he couldn't be the daddy. Because <laughs> I was like, mm-mm, something, mm-mm. So we find out that Rain Imani Duval Strong, that's a name for your behind, okay. is born on Christmas Day, happy and healthy. 11 days after graduation. Yes. And she got her Juris Doctorate degree. She's still going to do her internship. She's taking on the consultancy uh, after a while. And Roman was right by her side through delivering everything. Baby. He changed diapers. That's a, that's a black king right there. He do late night feeds. He do early. He be up early in the morning with you the know baby. What was really sweet to me? What? Was when she took that picture of the baby oh. on his chest. Oh, I just, oh my gosh. I was like, see, that's going to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially when I was already in the mind that something's going to happen. And, yeah. mm. So it's Valentine's Day and Roman was gone. He snuck away to take cake to make a surprise for Deja. But while he was doing that, she was in the tub and they have, I'm trying to figure out what kind of bathtub holder they have for just in case I need to invest in it for one of y'all because at this point, I don't know, friend. Who way? What what you mean, y'all? <laughs> but she um apparently they got this kind of bathtub thing where oh, the, the baby. baby Yeah, the baby was in a tub, she was in a tub, 
And everybody was happy because baby had to fell asleep <laughs> watching mama. <laughs> and he had to come in there. And I love that he calls her blue. I love that he because she was because like apparently the first time they met each other, she let it ad- she was adamant about my grandmother is the only person can call me Deja Blue. Mm-hmm. And so when they fired start- when they started dating and he started calling her Blue and shit you can do about that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls her Blue and um, he wakes her up. He got the baby. You know he got she got she gets dressed. And he takes her into the living room for a picnic, which is beautiful. Yeah, he makes sure the baby is good asleep. Mm-hmm. Put the baby down and then put her down after feeding her and everything. And but you know, at this point, they still couldn't have sex. Yeah. So because he was like, she was like, the doctor said two more weeks, and he was like, that don't mean I can't please you though. Yeah. Because she had a cesarean birth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she did. She had, she had a cesarean birth. So she, she needed some more recovery time. Because baby was not coming out the right way. Yeah. So they have dinner. Everything is fine. But after all of that. Oh, she showed me the baby thing, y'all. It's cute. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So they, they have their little moment. And then after that, he lets it be known that he has to go on a trip to Charlotte, where his brother is. Now, we did not make mention of this before. But the first time his brother was mentioned. They she should. makes the mention of the fact that He's his brother, brother his brother is not a good specimen. She she makes mention of the fact that Roman is pretty much the only one who's still giving Roland a chance. It's it's apparent that Roman has other siblings. He's, he's the fuck up in the family. Yeah, he's because they have a set of twin sisters that everybody goes get their hair done at a salon. Yeah, but. This brother Roland is the one that he's the I don't want to say he's the black sheep because you made yourself this way. You're yeah. you're the fuck up in the family. You don't do shit right, and people are tired of it. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those because we have a friend like that. But that's still my family. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck family. When <laughs> it comes to stuff like this, fuck family. I, I think he was just trying to be the last one to give a chance. And based so, off of what happens in this book. Fuck family. Yeah. So after she she kinda, gets upset about it, so they don't even get yeah they they get milk yeah. cookies. They squabble. They, they have a decent squabble, and you know before he goes to Charlotte. Yeah. Cause she's not happy about it. She don't think he should go. Whatever, whatever. And call it mother's intuition if you want. No, just just call woman's, it woman's intuition. Whatever you want to call it, he shouldn't have went. Yeah. So the next scene we're taking to is Xander is woken up by his phone. And you can tell from the phone call that it is not that fantastic. He also realizes that he let a woman fall asleep at his house, and he was not for that. He wasn't beat for that at all. Well, it, he he. This is the woman because he makes mention of it before. I think early in the book, he don't let women to his house. Yeah. And now this is this is woman number two outside of Deja that he's let come inside his house. Yeah. Because usually he'll leave. He'll he'll fuck them at the Cannon Cannish, House. Yeah. Cannon Street House. But these women are at his home, his private domain, that the only person that has ever been up in there was Deja. And so this is the second woman he let in there. Aaliyah was the first one, and she almost got yoked up and killed. (laughs) This one, he's trying, once he gets this phone call, they immediately say, we got to go get Deja. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And so he's trying to kick Tamia out the house. And Tamia is somebody who works for the family. And that's why I'm like, bro, why would you shit with you? Where you make your money at? No. But then, when you're the boss, it's a little bit different. According to me, and I wouldn't know. 
But the other thing with with this too is that she was trying to get comfortable. She was like, "Can I just stay? Just stay, stay here while you're gone? Hell, I'm fucking no! Get up, get and your go. ass out of here!" <laughs> so immediately they go get her, and and at this point, I think she's at the house with Mimi. I think they're no, at Mimi, they're not at Mimi. They're yet. at the condo. Because I thought because no. they went and got Mimi too. They went and got Mimi on the way to go get. They went and they went and got Mimi on the way to take her to Xander's house. But she was at, no Mimi was at the condo with her. They're not either way. Her and Mimi were together. Yeah, they're at the condo. So they go and they, they, pick, up, they pick, pick up Deja, the Brandon, baby, and Mimi. Yeah, and like Xander has to tell her, "What did I tell you about? If I ever come and get you, not to ask questions, but that something has happened and we got to get up out of here and to just trust me." And that's what happens. So of course she's automatically on ten. She's like in my mind, I'm thinking any fear that she's showing her baby is gonna feel. Right. So I need a, in my mind, I think I need you to calm down, sis, because you don't want to scare the baby. Mm-hmm. And but ba- baby is asleep, comfortable, yeah. gone. Yeah. Like me, Mimi is. Her and Mimi are like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Something's not right. They can tell, and um, they once they drop uh, because the fact that all four of the brothers were there, yeah, something ain't right. After they dropped all of them off at Xander's place, they leave for a while, and, and she ain't sleeping. She's not sleeping, of course. She tries, but he finally returns back to the house, and she was like, just tell me. And he tells her straight up, Roman, Roman is dead. dead. And I was like, I knew that shit was going to happen. I knew it. And I was towed up. I was, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I knew this was coming in some kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, would I have rather him been dead or him do some fuck shit? It's <laughs> like... I prefer the dead option. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, when we did that for Joseph, you wanted to take our head off. But that's because we like, like, no, we don't like Roman, though. Not okay, but y'all don't know the story of Joseph, but I'll uncover a little bit. Joseph is a character that's in a book that we may never release because it's too much stuff going on in the background. But pray for us, okay? Pray for us here on Spoiler Alert. We love Jesus. Um... But here, okay, here's the distinction. I didn't care if Joseph and his significant other, who is a main member of the cast of that book, I didn't care if I wasn't concerned if she got back to the person that she initially started that book with. I was rooting for Joseph because I thought Joseph was where she was going to stay. And she would have. And she would have. And she would have been happy. But I get, like, knowing what I know about the book that the viewers, and listen to me, viewers, and the listeners don't know, knowing what I know about her journey, it makes sense for her to return to Cinder, if you will. But I was happy with where she was, but I see, but her development had to go a certain way. I want to take y'all head off about Joseph because I felt she was in a good place and I didn't want to see her develop that way. But I understand her character needed to develop that way. So even though I want to take y'all heads off about Joseph, I don't because there was something inside of that that works. Had there not been something that was inside of her returning to Cinder, I would have had a problem with y'all. But y'all made that work. I was happy seeing her be with Joseph. I was. I was too. I didn't want to do that. But 
our other co-conspirator was like, she needs to return to Cinder. I wasn't. I, I was trying to find other ways to do that. Same thing with how I feel about this. I'm like, there was no other way to do this. <laughs> like, but again, I didn't think she was going to return to Cinder. Either she would have been sick. To me, she would have ended. She would have finalized things single or with Joseph. I didn't see an option for returning to Cinder. But that's the power of more than one mind. But I, in my mind, I'm thinking the same way as with this. Because I'm like, there's more than one way. Because he could have been a fuckboy in disguise. He could have, but... Mm. He, he clearly, he could have been killed. He could have been taken to a, a place where he could not take care of his family and Xander stepped in. Like, there are so many different avenues for it. Just like with Joseph. Joseph. There were different avenues, but at the same time, would it have worked? Yeah. And I'm like, you didn't want to see Roman get killed because he was this fine-ass man who knew how to take care of her with, without any shielding. Yeah. But, but he didn't have the murky past with her that Xander has. But my 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 thing still stands of was she really in love with him like she was? Because every time Xander came around, even though she was in a loving relationship and she loved this man, yes. But every time Xander came around, she became weak. He was her kryptonite. Yeah, but dang, friend, a year to twenty five, and she never like. And and this is the other. This is the other piece of it for me with this. Roman has to die here because if Roman doesn't die, it becomes the the perpetual struggle of developing relationship over history because you've got this new shiny clean thing versus this murky thing and time. And we could say what we want to say, but time has a way of binding people together that we appreciate, even if it's not the best kind of bond. You can say that shit to somebody who's like their baby daddy or their baby mama and they'll say something completely different. But anyway. <laughs> but they're still, that's the thing though. The two of them are still bonded by their kid. They can hate them, but here, this is what I'm saying. What I'm, re- I guess maybe I'm not saying it the clearest way. Those two have history. Yeah. And you can say what you want to say about the history they have. They've loved each other through that history and they bonded through that history. Trauma bond and non-trauma bonds. They got them both. And they have that and they have that love. Cool. But she probably also loved the the newness and the cleanness of what Roman was. I don't think she was not in love with them both. I just think they were loved differently. I do. I think she loved the new thing she had with Roman. And this because is where, this is where I say the difference between what I believe and what some other people believe is. I don't believe that you can be in love with more than one person. You I can love you I can love can. and see that's what I mean. There's a difference here. I don't. Some people think you can, and some people think you can't. Because what in my mind, I'm like, if you were if you were truly in love with this person, you wouldn't be thinking about doing all this shit with this other person that way that you are. And like I said, not everybody feels that way. You can love two people at the same time, but I don't feel like you can be in love with two people at the same time. So Needless to say, after Xander drops the bomb, she drops. She goes into a uh, serious spiral. You know, when and I think somebody else had made mention of this on Twitter today about the way people grieve, and it it reminded me of several different people in my life who have grieved in different ways. Mm-hmm. Where some people 
they grieve by alcohol and drugs. Some people grieve by working hard. Some mm-hmm. people grieve by having sex. What did she do? <laughs> she was taking that shower and she was like, in <laughs> and, and so many words, she was like, comfort me. She After a while, yeah. Initially, she would get up. She played with her baby. She she did the the minimum required functions. And then one day, she was like, comfort me. Yeah. And like, I have a friend who's done that. I have, I know people who have, they will work their ass to the bone so they don't have to think about it. Yeah. There are people who will drown themselves in alcohol and, 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 and drugs to be numb. Like, everybody grieves in different ways. And that was one of the things that they was asking on Twitter is like, how do you know that you're grieving well versus not grieving? I saw well? that. Yeah. And so I, I like, think it, I think it's, I think who is the determining factor of that? And it's like, it's perception. It's perception. But I think also there are some warning signs. If a person, how do I say this? I've seen the expression and I found it to be true that grieving, some people were like, you can never feel the hole that that person left, but minimize, not necessarily minimizing it, but kind of like an acceptance that that hole is there. Yeah. And, and so for me, I was like, what is that? I, to me, it's been a thing of what should that acceptance look like? Like, cause I think the example that I gave was when my assistant pastor got killed in a car accident. His wife, the way she grieved him, I felt was she grieved him properly. She was, in my opinion, was very, very strong in her weakness. Yes, she had her her moments. You know how people, they'll cry in the shower. They will cry. Like, they will have their moments where they're missing whoever that person is. And I don't necessarily mean that it has to be a death physically. It could be the death of a relationship and you're still grieving. Mm-hmm. But it was it's one of those things where... Instead of avoiding it, you take that grief in, you process it in whatever way that works for you to get through it instead of saying, oh, that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just avoid it. I'm going to ignore it. That, to me, is the difference between grieving properly and grieving not yeah. well. So she was doing the bare minimum and then she got some comfort. And for whatever reason, that comfort was able to push her to the next stage. Because she realized that somebody is going to be there to hold me up when I need it. Yeah. And the fact that he did not try to push Roman out. Mentally. Yeah. He was like, you do what you need to do for your grief with him. Yeah. Because he knew that Roman was in love with her. Because the fact that that man came to you as a man and said, if anything happens to me, take care of my family. Yep. And then we find out <laughs> what, what he really, really meant, meant by that. <laughs> yes. So Roman was a real man. <laughs> he was. Deja gets a phone call from the bank. And, and that's when you were like, Roman knew some shit was going to pop off. Or actually, hold on, we got to back up because this was actually a good moment. After they smashed that one time, they should hit him with the to be continued. Like he did in the beginning. <laughs> that pissed her off. <laughs> but she hit him with that because the baby started crying. And right before he could get any other celebrations in, because he got one, she got one. <laughs> before, was like, before they. Be yeah, because they, they just had some oral fun. They never went beyond that. And so two weeks passed, 
And Lil Ray just started saying, Za, 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 when she wants. Wait, wait. <laughs> the reason why that became an important situation is because he had a pop up at his house. Oh, yeah. This is why I said you don't mix this shit. You don't, in the beginning, you don't let these people come to your house, and now you don't let people come in your house, and they sliding up in like they supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And Tamia, which was the woman who works for the family, when his brothers left the house from them having dinner or whatever, she slide in like she's supposed to be there. And she's upset because he hasn't been communicating with her and blah, 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 blah. And then he hears, she hears the baby because Raina woke up asking for Zah. And she's like, you done had a fucking baby on me, so you was fucking somebody else while you was fucking me and blah, blah, blah. Bitch, you ain't this woman. You was a piece. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, was, you was just something to do in his free time. Get out your fucking feelings. <laughs> you got way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Because he let you in his bed, you thought you was supposed to get rain? No pun intended. <laughs> but... Too comfortable, too fast. Like, baby, no. You was just a piece to, to hit. And the fact that you want to get upset, and then in turn, it pissed Deja off because she overheard them. And the fact that she was about to go off on this woman because she called her some bitch. Baby, you don't know me. And you're not going to talk shit about me and my child. Hello. And the fact that it was it was one of those... He, had, he didn't have to because what is... It wasn't none of your damn business. That ain't even his damn baby. For you be getting pissed off. Cool your jet, boo. All the way. You calling people all out their name and you don't even know the situation. <laughs> you don't know if that was his brother's baby. You don't know if he babysitting. Like, Pumpy breaks, little baby. And so that upsets Deja. And she's at this point where she was like, you know what? He's played in my face too many fucking times. Mm -hmm. I'm getting my baby and I'm leaving. Because she tried to, you know, I need my own space. I need my own bed. He was like, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. But when this happened, she was like, oh, no, I'm I'm gone. Yep. And she packed her stuff and went to her best friend's house. I'm gone. And after she left, this is finally when Xander has his, his moment of truth. It's been five. What does it say? Five days, 120 hours, <laughs> 7,200 minutes of painstakingly ticked away. Painstakingly ticked away as Xander impatiently waited for her. I was rolling. I'm sorry. And what? No, what was funny is we got back up to this part because I highlighted this shit. Oh. Because that's what I was like. Oh, oh, that's where we're going. So when he discovers that Deja and Rain has left, he immediately calls Zaria. He's like, where the fuck is she? And when she tells him what was going on, she was like, he's like, she just leaves with my daughter and don't say shit. Nigga, your daughter. <laughs> That that's the one. Like, when did she become when, your daughter? When the hell did she become your daughter, sir? You want to talk about it? And she and then and Zario was about to correct him. She was like, "Well, technically, Rain is not. Don't fucking say that shit." I was like, "Oh, he's mad. He's mad. <laughs> that's his baby." Yeah, you ain't gonna tell him otherwise. <laughs> that's why when I think about them darn bracelets, I was like, "Mm mm." He wasn't playing. He was he was already sliding in. <laughs> Not physically, but you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> so needless to say, after this moment, after that moment of him and Zarya kind of going back and forth, Xander has a moment with his father, and his father is like, "Look, son, 
you need to ask her. You need to clarify. You need to, you need to get this so you can get it off your chest about why you don't think you can be with Deja. Just go ahead, clear the air, ask the questions. He's like, I don't think you hurt her. Because Mac is the only one who knows the fullness of what happened yeah. to Xander. And see, this is when I was like, wait, wait a minute. Because like, I think last year sometime, I actually was in on a Zoom call where Robbie Renee did an interview with one of the groups. Mm-hmm. And I had never read Xander, didn't know anything about the book, but they were talking about it. You know me, I don't care about spoilers. Mm-hmm. So I was waiting for the moment that they were talking about in that conversation. And I was like... But that didn't. Am I reading this incorrect? Like I was trying to figure out when is that point, that moment gonna come up? And then when this happened, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So it's it's very apparent that more than what meets the eye has happened to Xander. And I was like, okay, because they at the beginning they let it be known that they beat the shit out of him to where he was in and out of consciousness. Right. But what we don't get is that the same guy who raped and beat on Deja also molested him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. And it it just brought another layer to the whole thing. And then we actually find out he thinks that the guy also made him do something. Rape Deja. And when he finally has that conversation with his father, his father was like, I don't think, but you need to talk to her. Yeah. And so they, we actually told the story a little bit backwards where he talks to Mac and then she finds out they call from the bank. Oops. Um, so Deja pulls up to Xander's house um, after receiving that call from the bank and him talking to Mac. And um, they eat, they have a good time. and. and what I like is that they agreed to just, okay, we're going to just be friends first. We're going to talk. We're going to chit chat. We're going to ease our way into this. But they did not deny what it was that they needed to talk about. Yeah. And they made it their business to ease their way to it. Like, so, can, we just, can we just have this, this dinner as friends? They have no dinner. Drama, yeah. No emotional ties. Da, 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 da. Just good friends like we were in the past. Yep. They have dinner. It's beautiful. And then they get right to the discussion. And no he goes for the deep dive. He asks. He explains. And he was like, she tells him, no, you didn't do anything. And he was like, are you sure? And he was like, she was like, no. I remember everything, everything that they did to me. And you, you were did not do him. anything. And that freed him. But I think the part is that. I don't think she knew that part. Yeah. About him. And he was like, how do I tell her? Yeah. All of this. Is she going like in my mind, I was thinking, is is he thinking in his head that she going to still want me in any capacity yeah. because of what they did? And I think that that was the thing. That's why I felt great. I found a lot of grace for him because I was like, what's making him be an F boy? Because something in me was like, this isn't on purpose. Because he was, like, even in his own thought process, he's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to be this way. And that's why I had a lot of sympathy for him as a character, because I'm like, what's pushing him away from her? It's very clear that he can do everything but be with her. And really and truly, 
He's always been with her. So what's the problem? When this comes out, it's like, okay. But I think the only part about that that would confuse me was you've already fucked her more than once. But that that's not the problem. The problem wasn't the sex. The problem was the words are escaping me right now. But like, like I get it's more sentimental than just sex. I get that. But if the part of him that was afraid to be with her is because he think he hurt her, there's more than one way and you've already hurt her another way. Yeah, but I but I think that's why he said what he said before he slept with her the first time. He was like, don't let me do this. And you still did it. Because she left. But again, she didn't know what she was. Why, like, in her mind, why would I say no to you? You're the one person that's kept me safe. But he, it's almost that. But it's, that's a, what, it's a, oh gosh, it's a that's book. That's why I say it's not, if it's not a sexual thing. It's a, there's a book. Oh my God, there's another character. similar. Not, it doesn't have the sexual assault, but like. Something happens between the 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 female main character and the main male character, and he says something along the same lines too, like, "Don't let me do this because if I do this, I'm not gonna be right for you. I'm not right for you. Like, I can't think of what book it is, but he was he basically says, "I'm not right for you. Don't let me because I'm not the right one, but I don't have enough strength to tell myself no." Something to that effect. And watch me remember the book when we're done recording the episode. I wish I could pull up the name of that book right now, but it's it's probably 10,000 books underneath what I've already read. But anyway, oh, so back to Xander and Deja. They, for me, I was like the same, in my, in my mind, I was like the same thing that you did not want to do to her, you did to her yeah. anyway. So you, I know having self-control when it comes to the love of your life or whatever this you know this situation will cause for it like I know that's difficult at the same time if you knew that you were going to be that way even though you did it anyway you perpetually kept doing it after you already saw that you hurt her and instead of being forthcoming with why like telling her straight up I know I did you wrong I'm sorry I don't like you didn't have that conversation with her after you saw how much you hurt her instead he became blatantly a fuck boy by trying to tell her who she could and couldn't be with by ignoring her but like it was but Kia we don't get a book if we if he would have been outright I know that. And and like we this is the other part. We judge others by their acts and judge ourselves by our intentions. He was judging himself by his intentions. She was judging him by his acts. We are judging him by his acts, even though we do get insight into his intentions. And we don't get insight immediately. We don't find out until later, which makes us kind of flip on our heads as readers. Cool, fantastic, fine. I knew there was motivation from the beginning. I was like, he not just blowing this girl out because he don't want to. Well, we knew that. But what really trips me out is when we find out what happened to the chief abuser, Myshar, and the fact that Xavier is the one who killed him. Because they make mention of the fact that the first two, because I think when when it was Deja talking about it, yeah, the two minor characters, yeah, that they're nameless. Like one, they're nameless. Two, they the streets got them. 
Well, it, it was she knew about those two. She didn't know what happened with Mashawn. Yeah, because apparently he went missing like immediately after yeah. they like they it. thought maybe he was in hiding or whatever. Yeah. They didn't know where he went. She didn't know where he went, and so she was like, "Well, one, you know, the streets got him. The other no. one, apparently, he had an overdose." No, she said the streets got them both. One was shot. Yeah. And the other one had overdose. An overdose, quote unquote. Um, but she didn't know what happened to Mashawn, and that was kind of the trigger for her dreams. That Mashawn was still out is it, there. Is it Mashawn or Mishawn? Huh. Uh, yeah. I'm seeing M I S H A W. I always say my when I see M I. So But that's why we asked the author. <laughs> Mashawn, he explains that his father put an APB out. And them boys found, found Mashawn. He was hiding out. He was hiding. And on the upside. And, and the strong family is what helped them. Yeah, the strong family brought Mashawn to them. And he had them in the basement of their house. There was a, se- a separate part of the basement. And basically, Xander says that everything that they had done to him that and Mashawn Deja, and, the, and the minions did to him and Deja, they, they had to did him. to Mashawn. And, and then his daddy gave him, him that gun. gun. And walked away. And he was like, he realized when he was trying to find out why he would do this, he looked this man in the face with his boy mm-hmm. in the face and he saw no remorse for what he did to them. And when he realized there were no much remorse, he shot him dead in the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't blame you. Like, I'm not a, a big, what is the word? I don't know. I'm not a big fan of, you know, murdering people and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Because, you know, I ain't, I ain't into that kind of stuff. But when it's warranted, yeah, like I want to do with that fuck nigga and and what you've been missing, there are certain people who deserve it, and my Sean deserved it. It might have been a year later, so it was a year later that they found him, but yeah, he got it. So when he, because I think he was fifteen when it happened, yeah, so and then sixteen when he when they called him. This now this is the low key undertone funny part for me. After all of the, the emotional conversation, she, she talks about the fact that she realizes that that was the day he went from being Xander to being Xander to, to, to X. And she, you know, she was like, I'm so sorry for you. You were so young. You shouldn't have had to do that. You know, even though he was justified for those things, she was like, you know, he, he you know, they basically, she was like, I love you, Zan. Your secret is safe with me. You know, they, they go through the, the healing that needs to happen. And then his ass say he finally apologizes too. Yeah. Like they they have their I don't want to say the kumbaya moment. But that's but, what it is. But <laughs> look, look, here I go using the book title. We reached the culmination of everything. So they, they get to that moment where, okay, we have all put everything out on the table. Yes. And then he politely lets her know. I got I gotta do the scene. She was like, he was like, please come home. And she was like, home. And she hit him with the big doe eyes. And he says, this is your home, Deja. You and Kitten. And this was the moment that Elle said, Kitten. He's been calling his baby Kitten the whole time. He's been calling her Kitten. But this was the moment that I was like, I knew I was ruined. Because this this is not the only book. This is the second book, I want to say. Or this might have been the first book. Or this might you read this book a while back. So I read no. This might have been number one, but there's another book where a child gets called Kitten. But this is the one That's that what I'm saying. this is the one that made me get on Twitter and go, LB, I am ruined. I heard a baby be called Kitten and I can't disconnect it too. And what did she send me back? Three little laughing kittens. You 
ooh, y'all can't keep doing this to me. Between Baby Doll, which just recently got added. Yeah, that that one just got ruined for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine reading this book. But I'm saying, though, both of the women were grown-ass women being called Baby Doll. So, mm. the, I mean, yeah, but that's the problem, right? Because now Baby Doll's been ruined on my second read. Kitten was ruined before my first read. And I was like, nicknames. And it doesn't help that both of them arise out of the BDSM issue. <laughs> I won't say it's an issue, but because both of those nicknames arrive to those women from BDSM. They get ruined because of BDSM <laughs> situations. Yes. Now read the book like, don't clip back to those other books or you're not going to make it to the end of this one, L. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it's hard because I was like, baby and see, doll. And see, it does not help that both of those names are in this one. Agree at the same time, so I'm getting slapped on both cheeks. No pun intended. Because <laughs> did he give her birthday lips? Oh, no pun intended. He gave her birthday lips. He did. Um, and of course, still in love comes on from New Edition. Still in love with you. That's oh. the wrong. That song opens up. Still in love. And then one of them started talking. That's my jam, girl. That was when New Edition got back together and all six of them did the album. I have the album. <laughs> that was Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Johnny. All six of All six of But yeah, needless to say, it was, it, it was quite the uh, moment when he says, come home. And of course, Still in Love starts playing. It's, it's a whole wave. Part two. Of chapter. And along with Still in Love came Still Getting It In. It's not long after that we find Xander deep between <laughs> Tasha's thighs. He was hungry. It, it's the fact that he said say his name. Like we did, we did not make mention of this when the first time they had sex. But like the first time they had sex, she gave his penis a nickname and it has been hilarious throughout this entire book. I think that's probably the most comedic moment in the whole book. Her nickname for his penis is Hey Big Man. Well, no, she said Hey and then. But that's the thing, though. Every time it's made mention, because even when Zarya brings it up, it's always Hey Hey. Big Man. I should have never said that shit to you. Oh, my gosh. And it's the fun, like, <laughs> because you could tell uh, they from St. Louis. So that they from the Midwest. So they got that touch of South in it. But you know, it ain't quite man. It's more like Maine. Because in that region, it gets a little more Amy in the A's. So, you know, it's like, hey, beat Maine. <laughs> that Midwest twang on it. Oh, God. And I just. <laughs> <laughs> it just does the absolute worst for me every time. I mean, it it also it depends on the, the person who's saying it because I know, like for instance, if you look at Tony Braxton and her siblings, nobody talks the way Trina does. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah, and they all grew up in the same place. Well, that's Maryland, though. Maryland is that's anywhere in America. It yeah, everybody got an accent, but yeah. Like, even within the same family, no, not everybody speaks the same way. Because mm-hmm. don't nobody in their family talk like Trina yeah. does. <laughs> not at all. So, 
It could be that it sounds that way or it could not. It just depends. Yeah. And since we don't have a prophetic explanation of every word of their book. Phonetic brand. Where you get prophetic from? I don't know. You, you know what I was trying to say. Damn it. <laughs> you know you know my, my words ain't always right. So our characters had a good night and a great morning. Real good. <laughs> um, And uh, of course, after uh, their morning routine, I guess. Breakfast. <laughs> of course, after breakfast. Breakfast. Because we call that all the time with our characters. <laughs> breakfast. Of course, after breakfast, they check in on Kitten, a.k.a. Baby Ray. And she, of course, is with Zaria. And he called Zaria, was like, you still going to kill me? She was like, no. He was like, where's my kitten? And in the background, he hears his brother hmm. playing with the baby. Mm-hmm. So, Robbie Renee, whenever you want to tell us when we're going to get Simeon's book, we probably going to get that next. I'm rooting for Adonis, but you know, if we get Simeon next, I won't be mad. I won't be mad about it. I won't be mad. I mean, we like Haram, but yeah, I, I, I bet you Haram's story going to be the story that get us all. You know how that go. The, the, one quiet, the quiet one, one that don't nobody know nothing back. Because mm-hmm. we know Simeon been smashing Zarya. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, my boy. Ain't no way. You'd be surprised. Like I said, you'd be surprised. Okay. While they over there singing. You want- once I finish writing all the things that I need to write, you'll understand why. I say Keep that. it on the low. Mm-hmm. You'll understand why I say that when I re- when I finish writing all the things that I need to write. Mm-hmm. He can never know. Because once House Divided come out, you're going to be looking at me like, excuse me? Anyways. um, After that, we fast forward again, correct? They go pick her up. I highlighted a part when they was having this conversation about Kitten. Yeah. And she was having her little moment about her father not being there, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, this is what I would want. She was, He was trying to tell her, you know, keep his memory alive for Absolutely. the baby. And he was like, this is what I would want for my seed. But trust me when I say this, Rain is never going to want for a father. It may not be blood, but I'm her daddy as long as I have breath in my body. And I was like, this nigga has truly taken over the... He just the like, just after, like, who's Joseph? <laughs> you gonna keep talking and these people gonna want to know who Joseph is, friend. Because Damien showed that's his baby. Oh yeah, Damien was like, that's my baby. There goes my baby. Completely different reason. And funny how that song is actually in this book. Right. But anyway. So... After they have that discussion, Benamong and Cartel outside. Yes. Rain is finally saying mama instead of Zaba. <laughs> and, and she's the waking baby. She's a uh, baby is waking mama up right. for her birthday kisses. Right. And it's it's a beautiful little scene. It's her birthday again. It's August, which I couldn't tell what month it was at the beginning that it was her birthday. I just knew it was hot outside. I'm like, okay, it's got to be summer months because that's summer behavior. So it's Deja's 26th birthday. And, you know, just like he does it always, he makes sure he got the outfit ready for her. Flower, cute gray, white, uh, white dress with gray flowers. flowers. And, you know, he tells her to go get dressed, ready, blah, blah, blah. I'll take care of baby girl. Don't take care of you. 
They got matching dresses. She comes out with her baby, got her, her matching outfit. She ready to go. She curious about where they going. Yeah. He already got a backpack for later. Yeah, like, no, you, he's ready. Like, he, like, I think once they get together and they got over that thing, he got over that thing in his mind. He was but, free to not be there for But no see, more. this is the thing, though. Even before they even smacked yeah. her time, he was always, he was always doing taking this. care of her. Taking he was care always of her. doing this, but now she's mine. Yeah. And so they they go to her birthday celebration. He does not tell her where they're going. And when they get there, she was like, why are we here? This yep. is like a, I need to be wearing some shorts and tennis shoes type yep. situation. They go in. Happy birthday. They they have a surprise party for her, all her friends and family or whatever is there. And after they've had a great time, food, dancing, all that good stuff. And he was like, can the birthday girl come up here? And of course, Zari, girl, I this might be it. He might be proposing to you. Girl, shut up. He gives her an envelope. And inside the envelope is the papers to the, the building. D, the D. D. building that they're in. Because yep. at one of their conversations that they had as best friends is her dream job is she wanted her own company to help the community. Right. And he bought that building for her so she can have her, her complex for her to do what she needed to do for her dream. And yeah. it was like, you bought me this? This is mine? He was like, yeah. Yep. They go to the window and peel off the paper and it says her logo. The and Duval Group. And then it has, you know, the, the, the moon. And like, we don't talk about this in there, but both of them have scars from when they went through that traumatic situation and they both got tattoos to cover the scars. Yeah, so, and she has a moon tattoo on her shoulder particularly. So that moon is very important to them. It becomes a very uh, big symbol to them. Just like that expression, I see the moon and the moon sees me. God bless the moon and God bless me. Because And, and she also talks about in the book where when she was going in and out of consciousness, consciousness, she knew she was still alive because she could still see the moon. Yeah. And, and they kept that chant going between the two of them as well. Yeah. During that. To make sure that they were both still alive. Yep. So it was like the moon is very, very important to them. And so for her to have that in logos, like he really paid attention to the details. Mm-hmm. So they spend the night at the Four Seasons. Because they made sure Baby Rain was taken care of with the family. Y'all have a good time, blah, blah, blah. She, she went, went with she me. me. Uh huh. And. They, uh, when they, they, after spending the night at the Four Seasons, they wake up the next day. Deja is going to pick up Kitten. (laughs) Deja's going to pick up Rain from Mimi. And Xander's going to handle his regular day-to-day business. His brother had some business. Take take the car, the truck, and I'll meet you at the house at 5 o'clock, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Okay, cool. She makes, she runs her errands. She t- takes care of some groceries for her family. Picks up food for them. Gets to Mimi's house. And, and something ain't right. Ain't nobody. It's quiet in the house. She don't um, hear the baby. coming to the door. The baby ain't making noise. There's no, no sounds going on in the house. They're not responding to her. And then the next thing she knows, she finds out that they have been taken as hostages, hostages into, in the house. So the uncle... Is uh, bound and gagged, and, gag. and Mimi, Mimi and, and Aunt Jermaine are sitting on the couch, scared shitless. And there's um, a knife at her throat suddenly. And he was like, "If you make a noise, I'm killing your ass." Yeah. And so, of course, she's got to ask, "Where is my baby? Is my baby safe?" The baby's safe. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And it's like when, that's when she realizes who it is that's gotten them as hostages. 
is Roland, Roman's brother, the second yeah. oldest brother. The one who we don't like and who we knew was a family failure, so to yeah. speak. So, like, Roman was, I think, baby number three. Yes. But Roland was right above him. And this is when it all clicked for me before it was even. Like, I knew something was up yeah. when he kept popping up. And I was like, why do I have a feeling that he's the reason something happens to Rome? Yeah. And in this chapter is when we find out that not only did he have something to do with Roman being killed, he's the one that killed his brother. Yeah. All now, because he's an addict. Right. So we find out um, just how bad it was because... De- like Xander and Deja have a conversation and we passed over this earlier where they talk about what happened between we, we find out what the whole conversation was in the meeting basically between, between Xander and Roman yeah basically Roman was like I need you to be the overseer of this account if something happens to me make sure she gets this money and there's a $50,000 initial deposit and then it's $10,000 every month yeah. Until Rain turns 18. And then I think it's, yeah, I think it's 25. Or 25, something like that. When she's like an adult adult. And she can, you know, basically take care of the baby month for month, all yeah. her needs, everything. And so the thing when when Deja asked Xander about it, he was like, because when they had that conversation, he was like, because we're both in this type of industry, we both know it's a chance that something might not happen to us. That something might happen to us. Uh-huh. So it was like, why didn't you tell me about it? And why haven't I seen the money? And he was like, I promised him that I would take care of y'all. I didn't say I was going to use his damn money. Exactly. If you want to do something with that money, you could put it in the trust for the baby for but, later. But y'all are mine. But y'all are mine. I can take care of my family. Yeah. And so, you know, she closes out the account and whatever she does with the family, the, the money, she does not specify mm-hmm. but when Roland asked for the money because he knows about it he was like where's that money how much money was it and because she tried to deflect and was like what mm-hmm. money are you talking about I know you got money from blah 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 and so she was like oh it was only like what five thousand dollars he was like yeah. if he would have just gave that money to me blah 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 he would have never been killed and that's when it's revealed that he killed his brother yeah and so it's like you are so hard up and this is why I've never wanted to. I've never been interested in anything I do with drugs is because shit like this. Absolutely. So after confessing that he is Roman's killer, we are clipped over to Xander. And Xander gets home and he's like, I don't hear my baby doll or my kids. Her car is here. And what I was confused about was why would he automatically assume that she was home because her car was there when she had yours? And I guess it's because he's been going through so much stuff, he wasn't thinking about it. Right. But I'm like, but she wasn't in her car. She was in yours. Right. So when he realized that neither one of them were home and he tried to call Mimi and she ain't called, she ain't answered the phone. Yeah, he called. Cell phone. Yeah, he called. He everybody. called Jermaine. He called B. Uncle B. He called everybody. Then he, he finally called Ja, who is the person, because she said at the beginning uh-huh. of the book, I know he got somebody watching his house. Sure enough, he had somebody watching Mimi's house. Of course. But of course, at the time that this happens, he's not watching right. the house. He was like, I had a little squabble with my girl. I had to go handle. And so he's like, check the house, blah, 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 blah. And so when he gets back on the phone with Josh, 
He like, yeah, her car's there. It's other, it's, but it's another car here, and it's somebody walking back and forth across that that looks too big to be any of them, including the uncle. Mm-hmm. So it's like clearly we know that Roland is a big dude, just yeah. like his brother. And so he's like, "Do you want me to go in?" And he was like, "No, nah, I'm almost there. I'm ten minutes out. Just watch the house and make sure they don't go nowhere." So he get, they the brothers because they they mount up. When something is wrong, all four of them. Oh, of course. So they get they get to their house on Cannon, and they they, they get another they report. They, they get another report about he done finally looked through, looked out the door. I mean, out the window, and he got a gun. He got some type of weapon with him, and I can see Mimi and I can see Deja, but I don't see nobody else. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. So he was like, "Okay, we on our way. You do this. You do this. You do this," and they split up. And Xander and one of the brothers was Haram or was it Simeon? I know Adonis and Adonis said Adonis was coming through the front door because yeah. he had a key. And so I know I think it's Adonis and Simeon coming through the front door. Adonis, got, got, Adonis got, is Simeon through the front door. Xander and Ja came through the back. And Haram. Basically, we clip back from them having that plan to put together to, to go to the door. And Deja like goes to get her trying to, you know, just be a, a solid, clear mind. She knows her family's kind of like, cause her, uh, you know, Mimi and Aunt Jermaine, they're older, so she know they need to eat. They need to be mad, so they starting to like lose it a little bit. And she finally like, like Uncle Bean is mad, like he murderous. He, he, if he wasn't tied and bound, Uncle Bean would be trying to do bust a move, yeah. right? So she finally like, she's she's salient enough to be like, okay, I gotta be wise and get us out up out of here the best way I can. And she was like, Roland, what's your plan? He was like, I need that money. What was interesting to me is the whole back and forth before Xander them got there. Yeah. The back and forth between Deja and Roland was he wanted to blame her because his brother falling in love with her and having a baby was his fault why he wasn't helping him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, nigga, because you're a fuck up. That's why your brother ain't want to help you. Right. And he says it, too. He was like, I. He wouldn't give me the money. I owed him 250 G's. And he thought Roman was going to sign over these these this particular building so he could sell it. And if he would have did that, I would have did. I wouldn't have did. I wouldn't have had to do what I did. And blah, 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 blah. And it was like, nigga, you are the reason your brother is yeah. dead. And she was pissed. She was like, so you're doing, you killed my baby daddy. You took her father from her because you wanted drug money? Mm-hmm. Because you were mad he wouldn't do something for you to get. Yeah. Cause he had left her, he left Charlotte and like, she talked about it. She, I think she talks about it a little bit later where her, like, again, her and Roman did, when Roman left, they weren't on good terms. They yeah. were fighting. They had fought cause she didn't want him to go. And while he was there, he called her and let her know I'm coming home. Blah, 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 blah. No. Cause he called and said, I got to stay a little bit longer. But she always thought it was weird that when they found his body, they found his body here, here home in St. Louis. But it was one of those things where he, because uh, Roland let it be known that he was on his way back home to her. Yeah. And had it not been for he was trying to hurry up and get back to her, he would have signed the papers because he was like, he wouldn't, he wasn't telling his brother no. He was telling him, we got to wait and see what this, that, and the third before I'll go ahead and sign something off. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to wait. So he followed his brother back to St. Louis and killed him in one of their buildings and left him for dead, left him dead execution style yeah in one of their buildings as if somebody was trying to retaliate yeah that could have set off a whole war 
in the city all because you wanted money to cover your gambling debts. Mm -hmm. Your gambling and your drug debt. And it was like... And so, of course, Deja's yelling um, eventually... Somebody knocks on the back. Yeah. and But at this point, Rain is also crying. So Rain starts crying. She goes to the back to get Rain. And of course, Rain ain't crying just anything. She wants Zaza. She wants Zaza. And she is not, she don't care whether her mama try to comfort or not. She's not going to be comforted until she gets her Zaza. And that was proven earlier in the book. She 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 ain't got no act right till she get her Zaza. I don't care, mama. love you, but you ain't what I want. Mm-hmm. And while she's trying, she was like, she needed a diaper change. She needed to be fed. And so she's finally got a, a clean diaper and she's fed and all of that stuff. And they finally got the food up off the floor and everybody then ate and took bathroom breaks, whatever. And they're sitting in the living room and she's still screaming her head off. They hear a knock on the back door. And Roland, of course, is like, who is that? Who is that? Because who the fuck will be coming at the back door? Right. And of course, Mimi was like, oh, it could be so-and-so from down the street trying to come forget her ke- her, her cake that I was supposed to make for her. Lying straight through her teeth. Mm-hmm. Grandma's a real one. And so, but her and Deja look at each other because earlier in the book, it was made mention of whenever he came to the house, because he would come over there in the middle of the night when they couldn't sleep, Xander would come and knock on her window or the back door. And that's how Deja knew to open the door for him mm-hmm. or let him through the window. And and, and Mimi knew about it because she yeah. was standing in the she was standing in the door, the bedroom with her when he knocked on the door. She was like, Xander, Kendrick, go to the door. Yeah. So they knew automatically who it was knocking on the back. Right. And they looked at each other like our savior is yeah. here. So, you know, Roland was like, if anybody moves, I'm killing you. He goes to the back. And once Roland's out of sight, Uncle B was like, yo, untie me, let me go. Deja does such. What he does not do, he does not tie up the women. Yeah. Which was dumb. Very dumb. Because uh, with all the things that Deja has been through. Mm. So yeah. she's unti- she's untying Uncle Bean while he's checking it out in the back door. And while she's doing that, Adonis comes through the front door using his key. And all of a sudden, you pow, pow, pow. Yeah. And so, because she doesn't know who shot, because she saw the gun that Roland yeah. had, she doesn't know whether it's Xander that got shot or mm-hmm. it's Roland that got shot. But, but Adonis, Uncle Bean pushed him out the door. Adonis gets her out the door. They will not they let her up. stay to yep. find out. They load up in the cars, take them all. Go. Let's go. I think they go. They take her to Xander's house, but yeah. um, Auntie them go to Aunt Jermaine's house. Yeah. And of course, she spends the night up waiting. She can't sleep. She can't sleep. Aram leaves. Rain starts hollering at the top of her lungs for Xander. She she gets them a bath. Rain eventually settles down. She finally goes to sleep. 2.07. Deja wakes up and she realizes she fell asleep. And now she's at the window. She's at the window. She says, I see the moon. No. No. Was she was praying. She, she was looking at the sun trying to calm herself down. And in the middle of her doing that, she hears that voice. Mm-hmm. She hear that. I, I see, see the moon, moon and the moon, moon sees me. me. God bless the moon and God bless me. And she was like, my savior is here. She was like, good gracious. You know, and he asked her, like, are you okay? And she's like, boy. Don't do that shit to me again. I know she ain't say that, but that's what I would have been saying in my head. Yeah. And naturally, a heated moment of passion arises. Because she, she, can, she can calm down now. Yeah. 
But she told him straight up, I need to feel you. <laughs> I need to, uh, um, in the words, who sung that song, Feel the Fire? She said, feel me, F-I-L-L, me. I need to feel, F-E-E-L, the fire. Who sung that, girl? That's a, People Bryson. Is that People Bryson? I won't say. That's Stephanie Mills and Teddy Pendergrass. It's somebody, girl. Yeah. Hold on, let me make sure that's them. Because I know some songs be re- redone. Yeah, but they say, feel me, F-E-E-L, me. I want to feel the fire. Somebody going to be like, they ain't old enough to know that song. They ain't going Hanging out with your mama. <laughs> songs I did not even know. But yeah, so what's interesting is he's, it, when when she realized, she, like, she knows that Roland is dead. Mm-hmm. But it also clips at the very end of that part of it is that he says the same thing that happened when he killed Michonne. He was able to sleep like a baby. Yep. And once they realized that all of their troubles were gone, they both slept. They were able to sleep without nightmares. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, Deja stretches over. <laughs> she didn't feel Xander. She didn't feel she rain. She didn't hear rain. So she gets up but and she finds a note that says, follow the raindrops. And there are toys dropped on the floor. The, the rain's little toys are in a trail. Which is cute. Follow the raindrops. <laughs> Um, and this trail leads her to Rain. The rain, the room that her and Rain were staying in when her and Xander were when she, she first was, got in there after yeah. uh, Ro- Roman got killed. Yeah, which is a it's another master bedroom, so you can imagine how big this room is, and it is Rain's room that he had decorated and done for Daisha's birthday, and they were supposed to see it the day before, but. They were, they had a hostage situation. So a lot happened. Yeah. So of course she wasn't thinking about going in that damn room after they got back to the house. Yeah. So naturally they have been sequestered. sequestered His master bedroom. Yeah. And so they, she comes over and the room is decorated beautifully. It's got unicorns and elephants, which are the two things that Rain currently loves. And everything about the room and the space is beautifully done. Toys, bed, all the things. Rain Imani is painted on the wall. Pictures of Roman holding rain are in the room. It's coming back. It's a beautiful moment. And Deja, of course, is in love with the room. And and I appreciate the fact that he is still including Roman. Absolutely, because you can't take away who that girl's father is. Okay, how much you say she's mine? After all of that, they're sitting on the floor while Rain is playing with her train because she's a she loves trains. Yes, and so she's playing with her trains, and they're and he asks her to come sit with him. She's sitting between his lap, and one of the trains comes by, and he he has to, it's the cutest little proposal. Yeah, because the car comes over, and he was like, Rain picks it up, and she's about to put something in her mouth, and he's like, No, no, bring it to mommy, and he gets it from her and he basically says our lives haven't been perfect and I haven't and I've done some messed up stuff but at the end of the day it's us and so when like when he's doing this proposal he makes he it's like a full circle moment he was like that night at my birthday party that was the night you met Roman and I mean the fact that they're in a room with rain and it it, it all ties together and it was like you said that you were not a fucking kindred but baby you were wrong You've always been kindred to me. 
We've shared an unbreakable bond, a heart connection that will never be severed. Deja, I've loved you since the day your pretty ass beat, beat me climbing the tree and the shit ain't going away. And so he was like, and the way he said, he was like, baby doll, will you will be willing to become a fucking Kendrick? Because <laughs> he made sure he put that in there because yeah. that's exactly what she said. He, then he says, will you marry me, Deja? And of course, <laughs> that's when he gets the, the ring because Rain is about to try to chew it yeah, up. Yeah, he was like, no kitten. Give it to mommy. Come here, Rain. Give mommy her present. Mama. <laughs> she reluctantly gave her that gift. But she's like, okay, here. Yeah. So she opens the, 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 the ring and it's a beautiful diamond engagement ring. Girl, I searched up a halo cut. Said, all right. Well, I mean, we know this man got money, so it yeah. ain't, ain't going to be no libidity. Itty bitty, oh, this ain't nothing type of ring. Oh, he gonna go all out. This is the love of his life. Do you believe in love? Sorry, it just made me think of the Jodeci after <laughs> all this time. <laughs> and the promise that's not that's a Jodeci record for your behind. That's how you know they church boys. And so she was like, when he's like, are we good? Because you know they got that, that, that back and forth. Mm-hmm. Are we good? He's like, yeah, we are so good, baby. And yes, I want to be a fucking Kendrick. Now, my, I think this might be my favorite part of the book, the epilogue. It was the night before Christmas and Rain's second birthday. Deja is like, you know, settling in for the night. She goes into the living room and Xander is on the floor putting up yet another train set uh, for him and Rain to play with and obsess over. And like, you just see them kind of talking about what their life is like. They They didn't wait long to get married. They honor the fact that Christmas is, is a special holiday and it's Rain's birthday. Rain get her own tree that's yellow with a birthday topper instead of a Christmas topper. All of the things. But something even more special happens this night. And she gives, Deja gives Xander his gift. He's like, can I give you a, one of your Christmas gifts early? And he was like, yeah. You know, he ain't thinking nothing special of it. She, he opens up the gift, and it's a picture and it's a frame picture of that they already have hung up yeah. in the house. And he's like, "Why would you be giving me a, a gift that I that's already here?" And, and she she's said, like, "Read your read, gift, baby. Read it." And it says, Xander, like, "What does it say, love?" It says, "Kindred family party of four, coming June." No, it says, "Kindred family of four, baby Kindred coming June 2021. 2021. And he is. He was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Because mm-hmm. they had already resigned in their minds that she would never be able to have another baby because she didn't think she was going to be able to have one. Yeah. And so Rain was a miracle baby. And the fact that they were able to come with another one and yeah. this one is going to be his blood. He's like over yep. the top, over the moon. <laughs> and I love how they do this. She says, Merry Christmas. Then. And then she says, you good, daddy? <laughs> Which is cute. <laughs> it's cute because of course you know he's he's gonna be the daddy yeah. daddy for real and you know he's like yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the book yes oh, oh, man. you know before we completely end and I want to talk about this and it's not you know how we made mention of the picture that she had of Rain with Roman mm-hmm. what was interesting to me was the same image she didn't take a picture of it but the same thing happened with Xander and Rain. Oh yeah, she laid on their chest at the call of Fazal and was out. And it was like 
whether it's her biological daddy or the father that's going to be raising her, yeah. she's very comfortable right there on his heart. There I was go. like, you know what? There you go. <laughs> All right, so let's let's do this. It's time for it was the scene for me. Girl. And there were a lot of moments in this book that even if you, you know, emotions make you laugh sometimes, emotions make you cry sometimes, we're going to have to make a, a spoiler alert playlist soundtrack. We keep saying that, but we ain't did yet. Maybe for the anniversary. Yeah. But I just, this book is hard to pick a scene. It is. Because it, emotional roller coaster, honey. So I'm going to let you go first. Damage. I'm going to let you go first, friend. What what scene is it for you? You know what scene that we did not talk about that was hilarious to me since we don't have very many hilarious moments? is prom. Oh, God. Prom. Because Xander was top tier fuck boy in this scene. I don't know. Who- like, it wasn't fuck boy where he did her dirty. But he was real dirty in what he did. Yeah. Because here you are, because we didn't make mention of the fact that when they got ready to graduate, and I was confused about this, I thought he it dropped was their out. part, but it was like they were supposed to be going to prom together. Well, because you could tell, okay, so if her birthday is in August, it's got to be late August. And you know, here in the South, the rule is September 1st. No, my thing was they were a year apart. But the way the prom part was put, it was I, as if I'm they were supposed to I'm be graduated together. I'm going to fix it for you. He got a late birthday. I get that. Okay, so remember, because that's the rule in our the rule in our county is if you're born after a certain day. I'm not talking about in regards of birthdays, friend. I'm talking about in regards of how the beginning of the book started. Can you let me finish? I'm listening. So if he has a late birthday, just like Dre does in our book, Dre ends up going to school with the with them and graduating the same year as them, even though he's yeah. a year older. I get that. And then they both go, you know, juniors and seniors go to prom together. What, that does not explain what I thought. How how do you not catch that? Like, first of all, it's the junior and senior prom. So they could have gone together. The problem is that he dropped out of school. That's the reason he couldn't go to prom with her regularly. What? I, okay, so I get that part. What I'm saying is that is not the same thing as what happened with Dre in that book. Because they were in the same grade. These two were not. So that does not connect the same way. Okay, still, she's a junior, he's a senior. Okay, anyway, so back to the scene. So he... Was not in school because he dropped out and got his GED. So he let some other poor, poor, poor man. Travis Trevor. It's bad. I just remember his name started with a T. So she, he actually. Oh, even completely worse. off. But he in there. It ain't him. <laughs> but he, Tristan, was the one from. The birthday. Yeah. But Keith was the one that took her to prom. This guy actually had a crush on her. And so she went to prom with Keith because Xander wasn't in school anymore. He let this boy take her to all of the dumb shit, as he called it. The bullshit. He let him take her to prom and all that good stuff. And they were supposed to be going out with their friends at a hotel afterwards for the for an after party. And he pulls up at the, pulls hotel. Up at the hotel before they go in. And it was like, I got it from here, my man. Bye. Thank you. And so in front of all of their friends, this you leave this man standing here dumbfound. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now when my prom date is leaving with another man? Like, dude. 
But she she looked at him too. She was like, don't do this. She's like, don't do this shit. Don't do this. But he had the strawberries and pineapple. He was like, I got it for you. And like all he had to do was say her name, Deja. And she was okay. It took her on a horse. It took her on a horseback, horse Horse driven carriage. Like he pulled all the stops with her after the fact. After you let this other dude think he was gonna be a be good in the in the the city with this girl, and you no. That was so rude. It was disrespectful. She was like, you so rude. <laughs> so wrong for that. He was disrespectful. Very. Yeah. Now, conversely, I'm going to tell you, this is another scene we didn't talk about earlier, but this one, this one was the scene for me when he gave her the BMW. How dare you? How dare you? Give me a BMW. Yeah, you have ignored me for, for three weeks. What's your BMW? Even if my car is jacked up, said Deja only, because I'd have took that car the minute I saw it in the driveway. <laughs> he got dog on. This, this is my thing because the guy said he couldn't leave until she took it. This is my thing because I'm. Can you take a car somewhere else? And, it, because car, I'm pretty sure he put it in her name. He put it in her name, so it, I would have. I would have took that thing somewhere else and got and traded it in. <laughs> you, I, I don't care. I want another car. Even yeah, I ain't picked. Not his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was her favorite color and it was the car she wanted. It was nothing her she could do. Her favorite color was yellow. That car was blue. It, it was nothing she could do. Hmm. I would have took that shit to the dealership. I need a replacement. It was nothing she could do. Not a thing. <laughs> but that, that scene tickled me because I was like, wait a minute. The car she got broke down. She riding the bus. Why are we fighting with him again? Because this nigga ignored her. Because she's always said it's not about the money. It's not about the material. But this would have been the moment for me to tune in to practicality. <laughs> this was the moment to tune in for practicality. You her ass and not turn. She, she took the damn truck. She did. Her friend was like, take the truck. <laughs> take it. And that blue Mercedes. And it was BMW, like, BMW, excuse guess me. what? I will take that truck and fuck you for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. <clears throat> Now that we talked about our favorite scenes, it's time, children. What time, you ask? It's time for the book bay for a payday. Because we treat them like paychecks around here. Cha-ching! Hallelujah. All right, all right, all right, all right. We got for two options for this book. Who? Well, excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. Because yeah. we got four brothers and another. <laughs> My bad. I don't forgot about them for a second. Because I was focused on the main two. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we have several options for this we episode. Do. So let's lay them on the table. We have the patriarch of the Kendrick family, Mac. And the words of Deja, Big Mac. Big Mac in the house, the number one from McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. Then we have son number one, our leading man for the book, Xander. Xander. We have son number two slash three, because I can't remember the order. Haram. Haram. Son number three slash two, because I can't remember the order. Simeon. Simeon. And then we son got number baby four. Boy. Baby boy Adonis. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Donnie. Yep. And, and then, then we, we have, have Roman. So we have <laughs> we have the four brothers, their father, and we have we have Rain's daddy. Yeah. Roman. So. All right, friend. Who your book baby is book? 
Og jeg bor I have an honorable mission this week. Okay. And you know, I don't do that very often. You've done that quite a bit this year. I've done like once or twice. This but year. I don't do it often is what I said. So, my honorable mention will be the hero of the book. He's not number one. What? He's not. I love Xander in his own way. I like him in his, his, uh, his fucked up ways. But Xander is not Zaddy. He's not. He's not the book made for this week. I'm what? Sorry. Don't laugh at me when I say this for him. Oh, I, I think I know where this is going. I, I feel like I know where this might be cool. going. Cool. I don't know. Will you tell me I confirm or deny? And <clears throat> we would. Think, I don't know. I don't know. We would think that it was Roman. And as much as I appreciate him as a. No, it's not him. Yeah, as, as much as we appreciate him as the type of man that he was, he was a great father and he did love her. And we don't know as much, but we saw enough of him. My book day of the week, because of his passionate ass ways, is Adonis. Even he though he's a baby, he don't play by his fucking sister. He just ain't a boy. Get out the river, boy. Burn it out in these streets. Ladani for the win. Baby, when it was like he was about to go to war. About his family? Oh, he was. Look, Donnie don't play now. He he was about to buck up on Xander about his, his sister. Yeah. He don't play about his family. So I I commend him. Even though he's the youngest and people would say the most immature out of them, he's very family oriented. And I like that. Okay. Now I'm gonna tell you a truth. I was struggling this this book because as much as I want to rock with Xander, I can't. I can't. He did too much fucked up shit. It well, the thing is, when I think about Book Bay, I have to think about the fact what would I emotionally, where would I be? I don't think Xander would have ever got back to me. Cause it, it I just don't I don't know that I would have went back. Love you dearly. Love you dearly. No. You did right by me when my man died, but I just don't know. I am forgiving, but my real brother and sister would have effed him up big time. Um, yeah, you would have been on principle. Would have been roped up somewhere, bro. Yeah, my my daddy would have pulled out his old tools, and he, you know, my daddy retired from the military, so you know he crazy for real. Um, remember, I got one of them too. Yeah, so there's that. But conversely, I think I struggled with the brothers and Roman because. The only real beef I have with Roman is that he's assassinated, essentially. He wasn't perfect, no, but none of them are because they all in the He street. loved her perfectly. He loved her perfectly, and I, I think that's beautiful. And so my honorable mention goes to Donnie because he really kind of was, like, winning out in a lot of ways. I feel like, you know, I agree. He's definitely got some maturing to do, and I think when we see his book, we will see the hint, match. Hint, Ronnie. I mean, Robbie. <laughs> when we see his book, I think his book will be about 
maturity and growth in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. which we get that from every book we read. The characters mature and grow in some way, shape, within form. within their book. Yeah, within their book. But I think his book, the primary tenant, will be maturity, mm-hmm. um, because he's like what eighteen, nineteen when his book opens. I think, I think he's eighteen. So by the time it's over, he's twenty. 20 or 21. And he's 20 by the time the book ends. Yeah. So, cause his birthday pad, one of his birthdays passed in the book. So we know he's like 20 by the time this book ends. So almost there. Yeah. So he's my honorable mention, but I believe, um, just based on what I have seen and what I, what I love about this, uh, what I've enjoyed the book, my book bay for this book is Roman. Mm I I just I love him. He he like he was who he was to the bitter end. He was who he was to the bitter end. And I don't think I've had a book bait that's been killed through the book. Who doesn't make it to the end of the book? No. I don't think I've ever had one like that. So um that's a first. I don't think we've ever had a book where one of the good guys got killed. That's true too. What about no, we ain't did that book for the show. We we haven't had a book on the show where the one of the good guys got killed. Yeah. So there's that to compare with too. But um final thoughts on Kendrick Xander's story. Robbie Renee. And I was about to call you by your real name. Girl, why you do us like that in this book? <laughs> uh-uh. I just I just got one musical selection. I'm on an emotional roller coaster. Loving you ain't nothing healthy. Loving you was never good for me. But I can't get off. Let me tell you something. Robin, look now. I'm going to need about three, four humorous books. I need Donnie Book to be lighthearted after this. (laughs) That part. No more tragedies in this family, okay? Well, we can't avoid that. Because clearly when we get Donnie's book, we're going to get the story on their mama. Well, I mean, we well, we already know about that, though. Yeah, but we probably going to get some story story. Actually. Because we don't know if she dead or alive. We don't. Because that, that was another part that I was like, that was open-ended. We don't know what happened to huh? her. Exactly. So we probably going to get some of that in Donnie's book. Um, but anyway, oh, um, thank you for the journey. I appreciate it. It was a good book. And if yeah. you any other comments? That's it, friend. Well, there's only one other thing left to say. Robbie Renee, your book has been spoiled. On the next episode of Spoiler Alert, we'll be discussing Sky Moon's skin and tell you how we can be lovers and friends. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SpoilerAlert88. Until next time.